so I just looked up loads of a home exercises that I could do instead. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That yeah. Com- and I, you know what? There's so many things I found that you can do with a bed sheet and a door. <laughs> Kinky. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, whatever, whatever you're into, you'll have to, you'll have to give me, you'll have to let me know on that one. That's, that's obviously what the kids are doing these days. <laughs> <laughs> you'll, you'll see it next week we're like boy found dead in a weird sex accident autoerotic strangulation a, goes horribly wrong as middle aged man attempts to be down with the kids <laughs> oh god oh, stop Dream talk. mental health Dream talk. mental health Dream talk. mental health the man is a terrible thing to Welcome to Straight Talking Mental Health Podcast, the podcast where we talk about mental health and all things related to it in a very straight, no beat around, no bollocks in way. <laughs> Neil Allen would like to fight yeah, you uh, no, uh, a little swear word in there. <laughs> anyway, I am your host, Michelle McGuire, aka Slippy Helen, aka Shelly the Sloth, aka <laughs> Shelly the Sloth. There's a new one. My, all my nicknames <laughs> and we've also got the genius himself mr me the genius yeah all right i'll take it i'll take it thanks very much that's very mr kind alan of clark mr alan clark um, yeah resident counselor and psychotherapist so the person who the brains of the operation mm. so welcome welcome that's the story dude how are what we doing this story? week how are we doing this week Good. Busy. Didn't have to wake you this week. <laughs> no, well, I was close to it now because I was obviously late yeah. starting and I was there going, don't nap, don't nap, don't nap. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say you probably will. So so what people are going to hear, uh, unfortunately, Michelle was held up. So you will hear uh, my interview with Mr. Fraser Morgan uh, later on. Great interview with Fraser. Um, and so that is the reason why Michelle isn't on it. One of the things you will quickly hear is Fraser can talk. <laughs> so how, how you were able to hold out and not having that nap. Well done, dude. That's that's, you know, yeah. that's 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 a, that's a good job because it's, it's good. It's good. But Fraser can Fraser can chat as, as he will admit himself. So well done for holding out on the on the nap. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, good week. Uh, very busy at work, which is great. I'm sure the weather's been fantastic but like <clears throat> I'm going to be a classic Irish person here now and say it I'm cleaned off from the heat <laughs> <laughs> what does like, that mean? ah <laughs> uh, sure you'd be killed from it like uh, I mean I it's muggy it's sticky it's, it's sticky. just too it's too hot for me like I don't mind oh, w- warm weather when I can sit around and just to know, read a book and be in the shade and have a swim. <laughs> I mean, I don't ever complain about the weather in Ireland. Like, if you ever hear me complaining about the weather, it's only because it's to an older person and it's <laughs> accepted in small talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah So, like, yeah. if I meet my neighbour Seamus, I can't be like, he'd be like, jeez, the weather is desperate, isn't it? I'd be like, yeah, desperate, but, like, I don't care. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, so grand, it's Ireland, I'm so used to it. So, I don't really mind... Um, but yeah, so that's just one thing I'm going to mm. say and probably get slated for saying like, look, yeah. it's great. It's nice it's that, to have it's good that, weather. This, uh, it's that Peter Kay sketch. It's like people going around going, oh, it's hot. It's hot now. I like it hot, but it's too hot. It's sticky. Yeah. It's sticky. <laughs> it's too hot. It's too hot. Go and have a Solero and shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it's great. Like I said, it was just a bit hard now at work because oh, our yeah. building is 
it's a really really old building and the roof of it is like a hay shed for all the world and it yeah. was roasting so in the summer freezing oh, in the winter oh but the lord Jesus yesterday now I thought I wasn't going to make it through but anyway <laughs> <laughs> like it just, hasn't been particularly gorgeous I mean it's been grand it's you know it's it's been kind yeah, of yesterday now it was Scorchio down here oh, yeah. Dreary. Um oh, yeah. yeah it was roasting but no apart from that that's all my crack what about you yeah um How's your week? Yeah, I, I, I can take it any hot. I'm like, I'll fucking take as hot as I can get. Like, I was in Dubai at 42 degrees, and I'm like, I'm fucking loving this shit. Uh, oh, no, I love it. I love myself. My friend Dom, you know, it's ironic because he wears, he'll wear golf shorts if it's about nine degrees, like. But we, we went to Portugal and one of the mornings we were out playing early around the early round and uh, it was overcast and you know the sun hadn't come out yet and uh, he's like oh that's nice I'll eat that now that's I'll take that I'm like for fuck's sake man I said like if I wanted to play shit golf in the cold I'd stay at home <laughs> you know I want to play shit golf in the heat heat yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah. so yeah, no, I'll, I'll take I'll take any amount of heat we, uh, I can get it, it, it is a funny thing around the Irish and the weather you know? I've obviously yeah. been on you know, back in the day, did a lot of online dating and stuff. And you'd be talking to, you know, women from Brazil or Eastern European or other countries and like that. And it's like, Irish people love to talk about the weather. I'm like, do we? Yeah. And then I was like, we do. <laughs> we oh, do yeah, love yeah. to talk about the weather. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. It's just our lives revolve around it. But yeah. I think it's because our weather is so changeable. But that, yeah, but yeah, we're always surprised. Yeah. It's like, yeah. fucking, fucking June no, there now when like- it's raining. Yeah. yeah, it's like yeah, it's June in Ireland. It rains yeah. in June in Ireland. I don't, I I don't mind it. Like I'm, I'm quite used to it as I've lived in Ireland my whole life. Mm. As well, you'd be, you would have been out in it and everything as well, so wouldn't you? Yeah, but well, I, I suppose I understand why people do give out about it because you can't plan, I suppose, really. You know, yeah, like if you knew the, the summer thing. was yeah. going to be warm yeah. and you just get used to it, and that's why I complain about the heat because we get no, we get. No, run into the heat. You get no warm up to it. You know? <laughs> Straight Just, in, no kissing. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's pissing it's rain. There for now ages. it's going to be twenty-four and degrees. Now it's fucking twenty-eight degrees here today, degree, <laughs> and I'm absolutely melted and I can't cope with it. And you know, so it's like, you know, it's like your first day or two when you go on holidays. It does take you a day or two to kind of get used to the heat. <laughs> and you're not dying from it. Um, and then just as easily as it came in Ireland, it can could be oh, yeah. Baltic again yeah. by next week. So I think that's why people probably complain about it so much. But yeah, I mean, it doesn't, I'm totally used to it. Except for that storm back in, that snowstorm back in whatever the it was. The from the east. 2018 there when we got all that mental Yeah, snow. yeah, yeah. That was mental. Yeah, but, no, um, after, the, after the one, was it 2010, 2011? that we had this just this fall of snow that stuck around for like six weeks or eight weeks or something like that after that my you know snow and me were just done I'm like mm-hmm. if, if, if I see one flake of snow I'm like don't even fucking take my fuck off get don't get away no 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 everyone's yeah. like oh I love the snow I'm like never again yeah <laughs> never but that's again also that's another reason because we're not used to anything in Ireland so we can't we're, we're not able we can't cope for it no yeah. we can't cope yeah. for anything one day snow the whole country's fucking shut yeah. down Do remember that time and they couldn't get salt yeah. <laughs> they didn't have enough salt to grit the roads and it's ridiculous yeah. and I maybe it's not as bad up in Kildare I can't remember but down here in Tipperary definitely like when the road when the roads are icy it's absolutely lethal because you I could drive out my gate and I'd be on a national secondary road which is quite a busy road which I know is def- guaranteed to be salty salted mm-hmm. which 
gives you then a false sense of security because you're like, yeah. oh, the roads are fine. And mm-hmm. next thing you turn onto another road, which is not a national secondary road and has never seen a great assault in its life. And it's like an ice <laughs> rink. And then you're you're in the ditch. So there's no Yeah, way. yeah, yeah. And that, that is the reality of it. Anyway, oh my God, people are going to be having a mare listening to this going. No, they're not, because every Irish person is going to go, yeah, you fuck it, you're dead right, yeah, oh, 100%, oh, definitely. It's summer, I'm down by the beach, fuck the ice now and the the salt, will you? Well, well, appreciate, I think what we're saying is appreciate the heat, because tomorrow it's probably going to be pissing rain. Yeah, although yeah. they're giving it good for the weekend. Are they? Fantastic. <laughs> yes, they are. Oh, we love that, don't we? Oh, they're giving it good for the weekend. Good but for then the it's weekend. the change again now on Monday. I'm like, uh, for I, fuck's sake, like, just I leave the good news. I heard that once today. I heard it 6,000 <laughs> times. I'm not joking you. Uh, every person that came in, Jesus, it's wicked close. Yeah, it is wicked close, yeah. Oh, they're giving it absolutely roasted now for the weekend. Oh, no, take deadly. That. I'll take that. We'll yeah. have to go to the beach, so. Yeah. We're, 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 no, you're not near anything to water. There, where, where would it be the nearest view to go to? Um, Waterford, I suppose. How far is that? Uh, About an hour and ten minutes. Well, that's not too bad. Not far. Like, yeah. we're in the middle, so. Yeah, yeah, true enough. Waterford, yeah. Down to Dacia, as you will hear from Morgan, uh, he moved down to the Dacia for oh, a woman. Moved from England down to the Dacia. Um, yeah, so Waterford featuring prominently today. Very yeah. good. On the Dacia. So, yeah. have you got any smiles and riles for us this week? Any uh, smiles? What are my smiles and riles? Um, well, my smile somewhat related to the weather. <laughs> my roses are starting to come up in the garden. Gorgeous. Yeah, they look lovely. I've got these white roses. Um, and I go out every morning and look at them. And it's just like, oh, go on, buddy. Go on, you can do it. You know, and then you see the other buds coming through. It's like, go on, go on. And, you know, it's weird because you can go out then in the afternoon. It's like, oh, it's open after opening up another little bit. Like, you know, it's it's lovely to see that. So I love I love just going out in the deck and just looking at the looking at the roses. Or I'll walk up the top of the garden and look at the... I've got lilies up the up the top and just look at them going oh come on boys come on you know give me give me a bit of summer give me the give me the fucking heat yeah because i i'm definitely affected by the weather like um i've mentioned a few times and even like so i've got a google there and all of the in in a lot of rooms at home and i have a routine set up so you can set up routine so you say something and you know it'll turn off the tv or turn on the light and stuff like that so my my routine is i'll say i'm going to bed it turns off the tv it turns off turns on the light in the bedroom stuff like that it'll tell me what's on the calendar for tomorrow and it'll give me the weather and tomorrow it will be raining and each time involuntarily i go oh for fuck's sake (laughs) (laughs) it just it just hits me straight away it's like fuck it anyway fucking rain and there's, oh, tomorrow it'll be 22 degrees and sunny I'm like oh you fucking dancer love it <laughs> love it <laughs> so yeah. yeah that's good yeah so that's 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 me smile me, me, me flowers coming up in the coming up in the garden uh, me royals man not so much me royals but um, the old the old black dog was nipping at me heels there the other day um, I could feel the I could feel the mood dipping um kind of about two days uh, near, uh, near, nearly three days I could just feel uh, just feel a low mood just creeping in and um, and how does that present for you do you experience fatigue or just general I've been, I've been feeling yeah I just feel that low mood and uh, you know you turn in I, I turn in on myself and all the negative stuff and it just starts to spiral you know and yeah. then you just, it just jumps on anything else negative that, that may present itself um, so that, that was there now at the at the start of the week um, thankfully I was able to 
obligated handle on it but it's 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 such a killer and anyone that's any kind of experience of depression you know I was saying like you feel this downward spiral coming and you can't pull yourself out of it yeah and that just creates a bigger downward spiral because mm. you know you're feeling shit and you want to pull yourself out of it but you can't so you feel even more shit because you don't want to feel like this and you know you, and you're trying to, to not engage in it but you just you just can't help it um so yeah just a couple of little things trigger it and like i said you just jump on that kind of negative spiral but uh, thankfully you was able to with, with the help of ashling and some reassuring words and stuff like that certainly helped to to, to pull me out of that which was um Good. which was a very grateful thing because ordinarily that would have been a week or two kind of yeah. in, in that kind of mood um yeah, the fatigue. I've just been, I've just been generally tired in general. Um, I need, need a good break. I need a holiday. Just really need a holiday, you know, just to get away from everything and switch off, switch off completely. Like, yeah, switch off completely. So this week now, Ashing's coming down and James. I've got James for three nights. So, you know, with the talk of good weather, I'm like, oh, yes, nice one. So so looking forward to that. But yeah, the, 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 the black dog, as it's referred, was nipping at me heels the other day for a couple of days. Um and yeah thankfully lift lifted out of it now which is a good thing but me me royal <laughs> is uh, I've a I've a pain in my balls I've a pain in my bollocks <laughs> uh, literally uh, I have a hernia and I've never never done anything I went to the doctor for something unrelated before and he goes uh, just yeah, put his hand on my stomach he goes just just cough there I coughed he goes you have a hernia I was like do I I said well what, what do we do about that he's like surgery I was like, well, I'm not in any pain with it. So, you know, is it okay? He's like, well, if you're okay with it, I said, yeah, I'm okay with it. Uh, but this this kind of week now, I've, I've been feeling this. I'm like, oh, shit, I'm going to have to... Time to go. Yeah, I'm going to have to do something about this now. Um, yeah. So I have a pain in my balls, literally, or my ball. <laughs> well, it's better to definitely get that sorted now yeah. and leave it on the long finger, especially yeah. if you're feeling it because you don't want to not have all your gut out in your <laughs> under your skin yeah yeah that, that probably wouldn't be probably wouldn't be nice yeah, yeah. so you've already got some protruding so let's yeah yeah fix yeah. that yeah four more comes sorry yeah. <laughs> vet slash doctor michelle mcguire with, with like the medical lift, advice <laughs> don't be like lifting heavy things you know because that will make it worse yeah uh, uh, what's, been going, what's been going on with you dude um, my smiles are, I got to see some of my friends last weekend mm. for the first time in a really long time, which was lovely because one of them had a baby and everything and like the baby's practically doing his leaving cert and I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> so that was class and I had some. In that it was a big baby or you hadn't seen it or. No, I mean, the last time I saw her, she was pregnant, you know, oh, right. because of the uh, pandemic and now yeah, her baby's yeah. eight months old and it's wow. mental. Mm. Um, and I had some whiskeys and it was lovely and I drank responsibly and... Whiskey and, would be your tipple, would it? Uh, I would enjoy it, yeah, every now and again. Mm. Um, bit of ginger ale. And yeah, I drank responsibly and I, you know, gosh... No fear, times a squillion the next the next day. No, it was got like pleasantly pissed, mm. you know that kind of a way, um, and had no issues the next day. Like was tired because we had a late night, but it was absolutely fine. So that was all a win. Now you know, obviously, I had like stage five anxiety the whole week before because I was just like seeing people, and it's so weird, you know. But it's all mm. it's not just me. Like it's the whole pandemic and what it's done to us, you know, about social yeah. things. But I just. 
the way I deal with those things is I, I just said to myself, I'm not, you know, in my head, I hadn't committed to anything until the very last minute. Mm -hmm. So I said, even if the very last minute before I'm supposed to leave this house, if I don't feel like I can do it, I'll just call it off. Mm -hmm. And thankfully, I've got really good friends who are very understanding and they would 100% understand that. Mm -hmm. So that's how I, I manage that to try and aid or abate the anxiety. It's like, mm -hmm. look, if I'm not feeling it, I'll just call it off. I, I'll do what I have to do until I'm going. And then at the very last minute, if I just feel it's too much, I'll call it off. And I didn't have to call it off. I just kept getting ready. And then I got in the car and I was absolutely delighted and excited. Right. I couldn't wait to see them. Yeah. Mm. So that was my big smile. And the other smile actually is to do with a bit of bloom as well, like you were saying. But I've noticed in the last week, the growth has been unbelievable. Like mm. I have a field at the back of my house. And in the last week, it's up to my shoulders but I've really noticed that even just driving to work every day everything is so green and luscious yeah, yeah. I think it's after all the rain and now bit the of rain bit of weather. sunshine that's oh all you my need. god yeah. like it's it's so bright and it's so vivid and I'm really appreciating it every day I'm just like fucking look at everything looks awesome yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Do you know uh, but it's just this time of the year especially after the bit of rain so everything just yeah. looks tropical I guess <laughs> that, lush green um, Yes, real luscious green, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. Um, and have I got a rile? Do I have a rile? I don't actually think I have one. Like, I, I'm going to just call the rile off this week because <laughs> I'd only be nitpicking now to find one, really, you know? Yeah, <laughs> go and search it. Yeah, yeah I'm going to yeah. take... I'm going to take, you know, a week with no rile as a Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, oh, that's good. So... That yeah, was that's a nice, a nice thing to be able to say, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, you know, it doesn't happen all the time, and yeah, I don't need like there's a few s silly things I could say, but I don't even feel they're worth mentioning. Yeah, yeah, they're good. Well, yeah, yeah. You mentioned the pandemic and getting to, getting to see your friends, the outdoor dining or meeting up for. Uh, uh, my friend um, had a barbecue at her house. Lovely. Yeah, so yeah. it's lovely. It's really yeah. nice. Obviously, still in Ireland, we're still not back to any kind of normality just yet. No. Um, yeah, actually on that, my, my aunt died uh, during the week and like that can't go to the funeral. Um, oh, I'm so sorry so to it's, hear that. Uh, it's a bit shit, like, you know. Um, That's really the numbers, shit, yeah. the numbers are limited and no afters or anything like that. Um, so they're going to hopefully maybe do something for the month's mind. Um yeah, everyone will be vaccinated by then. Hopefully. So, yeah, so that's, yeah, that's a bit, bit shit. Um, me Auntie Annie rang me to tell me, and I love me Auntie Annie to bits. She's brilliant. She's just this old dope that doesn't give a fuck. Like, you know, just one of these old characters, like, and uh, she's pulling me up. Oh, come here, you. After she tells me, oh, Chrissy died and she's been crying. And she goes, come here, you. I was like, what? Well, I want to get on to you. I was like, the fuck did I do? Like, she says, you never rang me. And normally I'd pull the... You know, phones work both ways. Both ways. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I said, look, I'll wait. I'll wait to see you. I'll wait to see you. <laughs> um, I couldn't even hit her with it. I was like, a bit gentle. Her sister's after dying. Yeah. Maybe don't pull that one on her. <laughs> so at the point, me don't. So I'm going to hopefully going to go and see her now at the weekend, which I'm, which I'm looking forward to because she's she's one of my favorite people because she just doesn't give yeah. a shit. <laughs> just these old dubs that are just a salt to the earth, like. Yeah. Um, do you know what I think like look I'm not a healthcare professional right but the way I see it at the minute now is all the vulnerable people are vaccinated mm -hmm. that want to be vaccinated I, like I'm kind of the pandemic is kind of over for me now like yeah, in my head yeah. you know yeah. what I mean like I'm just I'm 
it's unlikely that if I contract COVID, I'm going to die. It's very likely I've probably had it because I worked all through the pandemic, you know, mm. for the first six months. Um, yeah, but if you were careful, I mean, you know, well, I was careful as well. But also, my housemate, my, 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 well, when the lads were here, um, my housemate had it. So, like, do you know, I don't know how you don't get it. it was, I, I you think, know? you know, I've, I've heard that a couple of times from clients and stuff like that. I think it's just luck. You know, I've yeah. heard the husband had it. The, the kid had it the wife never had it or the wife had yeah. it the husband never got it you know just circumstance yeah. and just look and but I mean I wouldn't mind if I had it and didn't know like that would be yeah, that yeah. Would suit me grand but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, well also I, I did have pneumonia in December so Shy. yeah it's they reckon that I potentially got that from COVID and I didn't know I had COVID so mm-hmm. I think I reckon I've probably had it to know it'd be grand mm-hmm. but um, I just feel like you know my parents are really concerned about it all along and they're both vaccinated now and I don't have any living grandparents you know and all my elderly re- relatives are, are vaccinated mm-hmm. um, it's kind of time to shove on like you know yeah, we, need, yeah, to, we yeah. need to get going Owen. Well, unfortunately, a few Never people are, are trying like. to shove on up in Dublin City and it's, you know, that's that's the wrong side of it. Yeah. But you see, I think the problem there is that the government aren't doing enough. Like, they need nah. to, if they open things up more, then it, people will get together more <laughs> safely yeah. rather than all this mad crap that's yeah, going on. That's like the problem, yeah. People are locked down too long now and the majority of people are vaccinated. So I just, mm. I don't know what they're at. I know they're trying to go handy, but like, it's just... You know. Keep her loose with the vaccine, lads. Keep yeah. I just got. I saw it there in the news that I'll be be able to register next week. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> you can proper keep her late then. <laughs> I actually kind of half attempted to do it there. Anyway, so I googled it and I went into the website and it was like register for the vaccine. Then it was like okay, people from forty on up can, yeah. can register. Thirty five so next it's, week. It's is like thirty five to forty. Thirty to thirty nine. So it was like a press here to, to start. So I pressed that and then it gave me two options. It was like, I am 40 or above. And then it was like, I am not this age. So I was like, oh, <laughs> a little loophole. So I clicked to set the one that I uh, that referred to me. And then it was like, you can register. Like, come back when you can register. Yeah, I was off. like, <laughs> Jog on, jog on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I wasn't going to lie, but I just thought, ah, like you're not queue jumping at this stage. Like everyone yeah. who's had it has had it. But you look at, we'll wait another week. Yeah, that's another week after a year and a half. <laughs> this is it, yeah. But look, I think it's all quite positive. We're getting there. Um, There's some semblance of hope for people. Yeah, and do you know what? I'm not going to like launch into living la vida loca or anything yeah, yeah. Uh, um, again because my anxiety probably won't allow that. But it just means now that I won't, we won't have to feel trapped in our house, mm-hmm. which was really shit. Well, the, the, the other side of that is a lot of people are feeling that anxiety of returning to the world. That's what I mean. You know, a lot of people have been quite happy. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people with anxiety have been quite happy to have lockdown. And but, but even people who, lo- you know, loved being out socially, like mm. the fact that you've been away from it for so long now, yeah. it's quite concerning. And maybe people have gained a few pounds and so they're not feeling themselves. Mm. And, and I like I definitely felt that last week. I was like, God, who else is going to be here now? And I haven't seen people in ages, and I'm don't look like I did the last time people saw me. And you know, look at the end of the day, I really don't care what people think. But mm. I'd be lying if I said it didn't cross my mind. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I completely understand that there is a lot of anxiety for people out there. But I think, I think don't overbook yourself don't be like yeah this yeah yeah i'm not doing that yeah i'm just you know taking the weekends as they come and 
I'm literally only going to do something if I feel like it at the time. Mm. Mm. That's all, and yeah, just look after yeah. yourself in that, and looking after, looking Be after selfish. your own head. Yeah, well, not self care. Yeah. Self care doesn't make you selfish. Yeah, yeah. No, I just think we have to. You know, my friend, she was really good. She had a bit of a chat to me last week, and she was like, "Look." You just have to do whatever is right for you. That is it. She's mm, like, mm. it's nobody else's business. She's like, it doesn't. So what if you like? She goes, it's not about not letting other people down. She's like, you just that day is over now. Great. You know, she's like, yeah, great. And I was like, yeah. Like I needed a bit of a pep talk. To mm, so I was mm. Getting a bit overwhelmed, and she was like, no, you just do whatever suits you in the moment, and that's it. And I was like, yeah, you're right, actually, because I'd be a real like, oh no, I can't back out of that now, mm, and you know, mm, this stuff. So. Mm. And that's, you know, I've seen a lot of clients that would have the opposite of that, of like that, because the anxiety got in the way and they kept cancelling, they kept cancelling last minute, you know, their friends just started getting pissed off at them or would stop inviting them out, um, you know, so that. Well, that's the thing, you don't, people, they may not necessarily get pissed off, but they'll Mm. certainly just get out of the habit of asking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, But I think it's, it's very difficult to have a dialogue with your friends and say, look, this is the shit that I'm going through. I mean, I mm. have my close friends who understand that and, you know, who some would even have anxiety themselves and they 100% know that if we make plans and I back out at the last minute that I'm not just being a flake. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Um, mm. I've got reasons and like, same with me. I know that with other friends as well. So, and anyone else that doesn't understand it, fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I spent so long pandering to people like in a state of constant fucking panic. Mm. Just not worth it. See those people once a year if you absolutely have to. Yeah, yeah. And look, no one no one chooses to have anxiety. No one chooses yeah. to go through that. And, you know, they don't want to cancel. I think you'll hear Fraser mention later on about some of his insecurities. The same way, no one chooses to be insecure in a relationship. Yeah. You know, they do not want to feel that way. You know, you do not want to be anxious. You do not want to have to cancel plans. No one, no one does, you know. So it's not, Yeah. someone's not choosing it uh, to, to, to feel that way. Yeah, and I'm trying to like own it as well and accept it. I, I've taken on board, you know, when we had Malachi on there about a bit mm. of ex- doing a bit of accepting. Mm. So I'm trying to remind myself of that when I, you know, when you get into that cycle of beating yourself up, like you said earlier, like, God, I'm feeling shit now. Yeah. And then you're feeling shit about feeling shit. Yeah. And then you're like, I'm a fucking, like, why am I like this? You know, Mm -hmm. you end Mm -hmm. up in this, and it's an unconscious cycle. Oh, totally. Nonsense, you know? Yeah. But I've definitely, um, I mean, I can't do it all the time, but I'm definitely, when I'm aware and I can do it, I'd say, no, so what? This is what it is. Accept it. Do you know what? Take an extra nap if you need to. Mm. If it means you don't leave the house today, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. That's your business. Just being kind to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah and it's interesting, you know, you, it's a thing that struck me there, like your friend was so reassuring and, you know, really, you know, really spoke to what you needed and same for myself and that thing of, you know, being reassuring and speaking to what I need and that importance of other people. Yeah. Um, and what's to be gained from telling people, oh, look, I'm feeling a little bit down or, you know, I'm feeling a little bit anxious, you know, to have someone and that's yeah. the social, the social creature that we are, um, the benefit that we can get from some good people around us. Oh, it's, it's life changing. Yeah. Is, yeah. Is what that yeah. is. Yeah. It's life changing. And also identifying the people who have a negative effect on your, mm-hmm. <laughs> your mental health and yeah, limiting yeah. that contact. Yeah. Yeah. 
speaking of looking after looking after yourself and everything that you that you have going on uh, Michelle you you so graciously and I am so grateful for everything that you did in, in stepping in to to fill the void when 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 P stepped out you need to you need to step out now to, to look after yourself and concentrate on things that are important in your life yeah you, I you, guess look I sadly unfortunately for me it probably came at the wrong time because mm. I just started working full time again literally week two <laughs> week one we were recording Thursday morning this is and great yeah brilliant yeah. I was like this is the shit and yeah. we were having great crack yeah. and look I guess I get, had to give up work in January because I wasn't able you know yeah, yeah. and I'm finally now you know and I, it's not easy like I'm not going to say it's fucking it's easy it's not easy like you know sure one of the weeks I slept in for this podcast mm. <laughs> it's in the evening yeah. um, so look at I I I just can't commit to it because I'm, I'm of course I'm trying to get you know to get build myself back mm. up so I can do put down a good full day full week's work and I guess the added pressure of this thing yeah. as well. And it is, and there's, you know, there's a lot of work, a lot of there work is, that goes yeah. out people and don't, people don't realise that. Yeah, I mean, you're doing the bulk of the work here, um, but even just the added pressure, and I mean, I listened back to myself last week and I just felt so shit because I was like, it was last week, wasn't it, that I slept yeah, yeah, the podcast, yeah, yeah. yeah. and like, jeez, like, my head was so melted, like, I sounded like someone who was off their nut, but I just was, like, so tired, and yeah. I couldn't even string my thoughts together, and, like, I really, I felt, and even a friend of mine said, she was like, oh my god, I listened to the podcast, you sounded so tired, and I was like, oh yeah, I was tired, I slept in, but I didn't even realise how bad it was, because I hadn't listened to it yet, and then I was mm-hmm. like, oh my god, <laughs> and, like, that's just not entertaining either and that's not me at my yeah, best yeah. either so yeah. um, unfortunately I'm going to have to yeah step mm. back but it's been great and you know maybe yeah how was it how was again. the experience for you what was, what was it like yeah, I speaking really on the things it. we I speak mean, I about I found and all the guests really really interesting I really mm. love listening to everybody um, I really, really did. And even just having the chats with you and the cracking, mm-hmm. probably talking about my own experience a bit as well was probably mm-hmm. a little cathartic. Yeah. Um, Arlene last week really resonated with you. You see, you really seemed to uh, relate to a lot of her experience. Yeah, I think it was just the things about, you know, kind of suffering by herself and yeah. not, you know, not telling, not, te- you know, just wanting to get on with it and not wanting her family and that I suppose to know mm. what's going on with her and mm. um, I'm always torn between you know people can't help you or be there for you if they don't know what you're going on what's, mm. go- what's going on with you but mm. also I'm torn between the yeah but it's my fucking business <laughs> yeah 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 does that make yeah Fra- Fraser speaks of it a bit as well of you know everything you went through in his childhood and no one knew yeah he told no one yeah. You know, and you know, and you know, like that, it is. You're going through it, and like we, like we said there, you, you, you probably do need someone. You know, you, you do need someone to step in and maybe look after you or give yeah. you those kind words. Um, and yet, we struggle with that. You know, because yeah. it is, as you said last week, it's, it's dealing with someone else's pain around your pain. You know, and it's yeah. enough to be dealing with your own pain as it is. That's it. Yeah, and. And that's the thing, and 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 the worst problem is as well as the majority of Irish people are very poorly, emotionally. What's the right word? 
intelligent. <laughs> or intelligent, yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. It's so true. my fear is, as well, is like to get the wrong response from someone would be far more detrimental to my mental health. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and it wouldn't be an intentional thing on anyone's part. It would just mm. be pure ignorance. Mm -hmm. um, and ignorance is in not knowing. Yeah, yeah, because, yeah. In the yeah. literal sense of ignorance. Or, and un, yeah. un, un, un not, and incapable of understanding. Mm. And and that's okay, too. Yeah. So. And, you know, even, even around that, you know, with my own experience um, and, you know, with Ashling there being so reassuring, my fear around that was I was in that situation in someone I was seeing before. And I was saying, ah, look, this, you know, hits me every, you know, maybe once a year, you know, something like that. Just get down a little bit, something triggers it. And, you know, and they just were not able for that. Yeah. You know, and, you know, and I obviously the kind of psychotherapist head kicked in. It's like, you know, what, what is your problem with this? Like, it's like, you know, I can't fix this for you. I'm like, you don't need to fix it. Yeah. You know, I don't need you to fix it. You know, yeah. just all I need, just to support me a little bit. You know, yeah. that's all I need. Either. You don't need, yeah, don't need you to fix it. But that was the thing. And obviously that fear then kicked in in this situation. Um, but Ashley met me in it and, you know, she was so reassuring and loving in it um, that my brain was like, oh, Right, fuck. Oh, That's what this feels like. New. Yeah. yeah, holy yeah. shit. Oh, right. Yeah, you're not go you're yeah. not going to be abandoned there. You're not going to be, you know, you're not. No one's going to leave you around that. Like it's, um, it's an entirely, it's an entirely different experience to be to be met in that place. So you know, the yeah. that reluctance to show it of what you're going through to people. Of course, it's it's a very real thing. And like you said, out of a place of ignorance and not knowing of. Um, yeah. Fraser speaks very well, as you hear him later on, as a, you know, I asked him about being a Brit coming over here. Um, and, you know, he, he actually really got into Irish history and he was looking at generational trauma and the reliance on alcohol. And, um, you know, it's, it's actually really good to have an outsider's point of view. So we've yeah. got a great, great interview with, with, with him coming up um, to get that perspective of Irish people and mental health, because let's be honest, we're fairly shit at and emotional intelligence and emotional awareness and it's just a language we don't know how to speak yeah you know like that it's like oh, how do I fix it it's, you don't need to fix it yeah. you know it's like well it's as simple as saying well what do you need how can I help you know what what can I do you know what what is it you need today or what can I do to to help you in this situation you know that's yeah. that's as simple as the things that you need to say to people that maybe that may be struggling or you know whether it's anxiety depression or any other topics we've covered or just ask them well, how can I help ask that question yeah and that's actually so nice because one of the girls I work with um, came up to me last week maybe or the week before and she said I listened to the first episode that, of that podcast mm. mental health one that you were on the first episode you were on and I was like oh yeah mm. <laughs> horror and, uh, <laughs> well I wasn't really mm. I just said oh yeah and she goes Jesus fair play to you for talking about that and how do you find that people knowing that stuff about you and I was like ah you don't really know you're on a podcast when you're, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. just talking on zoom to yeah. your mate and I said but also I, I am aware that it does go out and I said but I just don't think about it like I said yeah. I don't really care what anyone thinks I said to be honest I said, anyone that thinks, uh, people who know me know it, and, and the people who know me and who maybe don't know it certainly aren't going to think any less of me because of it. And people, who, whoever does think less of me because of it are obviously fucking assholes. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to know them. But anyway, you know, so it was really nice to have this conversation with, and then she started talking about her own mental health. And I mean, you know, it was nice. That's what happened. Said, yeah, it was great. And then she said, um, well, do you know what? Like, 
let us know. She's like, you know, let me know if there's everything, you know, we can I can do here that like just, you know, to make your, you know, if you know to make your day easier or whatever. Mm. And I was just mm. like, thanks. I said like I'm Grant, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, she's new. Like mm. I'm supposed to be in charge. <laughs> so nice. <laughs> yeah, you know? lovely. And I just said, well, thank you very much. And likewise, I said, but I'm absolutely fine. Like mm. you know, I'm not. But at least you were able to have the conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I'm very open to talk about things anyway. And I, I always had that sign on my, my, that invisible sign on my forehead where people would tell me their yeah, yeah, darkest yeah. secrets. You know? <laughs> and I know them for five minutes and they started yeah, telling me. And I'm yeah. like, oh, why? Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, it was actually really nice. So yeah, was, but it does open up the conversation. Peter used to say that, you know, it just started the conversation and people mm. people would then tell their story and uh, stuff like that. It's, uh, it's good. It's nice to have that. Glad you, glad you had that experience around it. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It's been great. Mm. So from the yeah. bottom of my heart, Slippy Helen, Shella Slot. How's the other one? Stylish Eilish? Stylish Eilish. What's, what's that one about? Because <laughs> I've got no style. <laughs> my friends call me stylish Eilish <laughs> in terms yeah. of what fashion sense or yeah sure like I wouldn't be into fashion really yeah. they'd be like oh for fuck's sake what has Maguire got on <laughs> and then they'd be, I'd be like these are grand I'm like they're a grand pair of britches and then they're like oh for fuck's sake britches it's not even a word what are you wearing them with brogues that's what we call them in Tipperary and Jesus. uh yeah, stylish Irish. And then Shelley the Slap because I'm always tired. <laughs> well, that, that's a recent one, is it? No, I sure have always been like that. All right. Well, Shelley, how did you sleep last night? Fucking wrecked it in the <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure I can yeah. speak on behalf of the listeners as well and thanking you and thanking you for being so open and honest around your experience. And thanks for stepping in to... to to help out you know it's, it's, it's been great uh, I don't know what I would have done without you I don't know how the, the podcast would have continued um, I am scrambling in the background so don't worry the podcast <laughs> the podcast is continuing but we are grateful to, to Sleepy and Helen it's fair play to you like you're doing a, a great job and I don't think people realise the commitment you know yeah, of, yeah. of doing it I mean I, that was one of the first things I said to you when you asked. I was like, mm. "Look, I can turn off and and, and chat to you." Yeah, like yeah. I said, I can't be involved in any of the production because that's yeah. just such intense work. Yeah. And even as it turned out, I was barely able to turn <laughs> off and chat. You know? Yeah, I mean, like, uh, speaking of last week, you, you know, I, I Peter was away. So Peter Peter edits when he can, but last week was everything on me, entirely on top of me. And um, unfortunately, we had some audio issues with Arlene. Her volume was very low, so many many hours of trying to adjust that to make it audible and it wasn't working so in the end I had to go in and individually raise the volume every time she spoke on each piece so you know it is a huge commitment and you know there's probably about six hours in editing in that you know we normally record for about two hours Fraser can talk so as it stands at the moment I am two and a half hours in um, yeah. you know and it, and it is a lot and it's a lot for anyone to take on even if you're just yeah. you know on on the other end of the microphone it is a kind of thing oh fuck I've got that to know tonight and you know it is a huge commitment for people and um, I think I think people appreciate that they appreciate the show but you know for, for yourself and for anyone you know it is okay I can't do anything now tonight because I've got to record the podcast or you know so it's a lot. It is a lot to take on, and thankfully you've got yourself to a position now where you're you're back working full time, and you know we 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 wish you the best in that. How what's that like for you? You know to go, oh yeah, I'm I'm back, baby, I'm back. Um, it's good. I mean, I was anxious about it, you know, initially. 
Yeah, and I'm only a few weeks in, so mm. um, I, I still have anxiety that, you know, maybe I'm not going to go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because it's not it's not my job. I love it. I mm. enjoy every day, but it's just, you know, I get to a point where I'm just fit, this chronic fatigue that I have, and something mm. happens mm. to me every night again where I just mm. wake up and I physically can't get up. Like I have they looked at anything like fibromyalgia or anything like that? or? Yeah, well, I've had that before mm. in the past. Yeah, um, yeah. So look, touch wood, it's all going well. And so far, so I, good. Yeah, I feel like, and I'm, I'm, I am feeling a bit stronger every day, and I'm mm-hmm. able to do a bit more even. And you know, I, like I was at the point last year, just before I had to give up my other job. Like I, I was just barely getting through the day, and then I was home and straight into bed. Like it's well, just no yeah, life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wasn't living. So um, yeah. Now you're out with your friends. They're slagging you how you dress. So fucking happy days. Yeah, you're working. Yeah. Look, I cut the grass yesterday evening. I nearly <laughs> died in the heat, but I didn't. <laughs> and my wheelbarrow was flat. <laughs> so whatever the fuck I did to the universe for that one. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, no, it's good. I'm excited. Great. Thanks uh, so we're, much. we're all delighted for you. No, thank you, thank you for 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 really helping me out of a of a situation. And we are all grateful. And we know from the feedback, people have enjoyed having you on. So, Slippy Helen or as other people call you Michelle Maguire thank you very much so joining us on this week's podcast we have Mr. Fraser Morgan not Fraser although he will answer <laughs> it to us it's, uh, it's just Fraser Fraser how you doing man? I'm very well thank you Good. thank you so much for having me on Alan it's, fantastic this is, in, this is generally insane for me like I have been listening to you guys for a while and the fact that I'm here talking to you is weird for me because I'm like what? it feels kind of because obviously when you're listening it's that kind of split of like I'm consuming what mm. you're creating and you kind of build up a relationship with someone that you haven't met yeah yeah like yeah. I know so much about kind of yourselves and Michelle's and you know fucking everything about me because I don't hold back <laughs> <laughs> exactly you know oh, I remember that time when you were seven Alan do you remember that I'm like what <laughs> no that's why you almost shot yourself no <laughs> yeah that wasn't too long ago <laughs> thanks thanks for bringing that one up Dom I, I wanted it. to bring it up because I was listening to the <laughs> let's just get it out away you yeah, you were afraid of shitting out. yourself <laughs> aren't we all though yeah. it's, it's such a fear yeah thank like, you yeah I mean it's bad yeah. enough you know it's bad enough shitting yourself but you know first time when your girlfriend stays over after lockdown and at your birthday it's, it's an added fear that you may shit on someone else <laughs> so <laughs> oh Jesus but yes yeah, yeah. so I'm wondering how many episodes we can bring that on to um, just well, this is, this is the third episode. one now yeah yeah so. I know <laughs> it'll become it, we just have it like ooh is Alan going to mention nearly shitting himself ooh let's wait and see ooh. <laughs> ooh Alan how are you doing have you shat yourself no fuck off <laughs> <laughs> oh Ashling is going to love this one and I'm sure she'll probably get some other family member on to go oh listen to this podcast <laughs> <laughs> listen to this listen Alan talks about shitting himself again Again, <laughs> it's like, is, 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 is that what the podcast is about? Not shitting yourself or being afraid to shit yourself? It's like every time you tell me to listen to it, all he goes on about is shitting himself. Straight shit in mental health. <laughs> Fraser, Fraser, where in the world are you, man? Are you England, Ireland? What are you, where are you? I, I I'm just track moved back from Ireland. Um, you moved back moved from Ireland. So where are you from now? From Ireland to uh, Essex in England yeah where did so you I grow up that. I, I grew up in Essex yeah. Um, so yeah I grew up in it I was born in a place called Braintree uh, and I, I lived there for 17 years and then 
so I, I'm 20, I'll be 24 in August. I'm 23 now. Um, so I lived in Braintree for 17 years. Um, and then moved to a place called Colchester, mm. um, which is Britain's oldest recorded town. It's on the oh. signs everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the flag in that one, isn't it? <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. And, then, and then I moved to London for about three years. Um, and then over lockdown, I moved back home for a few months. Well, kind of back to Colchester and then moved to Ireland <laughs> during the pandemic and then mm. moved back. So <laughs> what brought you to Ireland? Um, so I was I was with someone um, that I met in London, um, and then over lock, basically lockdown hit, um, and we were meant to be going travelling for like six seven months. Like we had loads of places to work, um, and then she moved back to Waterford, is where she's from. Uh, on down to Daisha boy, down to down to Daisha boy, down to Daisha. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so she moved back to Watford on on uh, Saint Saint Paddy's Day, and then uh, Saint Paddy's. Why do I call it Saint Paddy's Day? That's it's what we all Saint, call them. Yeah. Just as long as you don't call it Patty, don't call it Patty like the Americans do. Saint Paddy's Day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Paddy, love Saint Paddy. Paddy. <laughs> um, but yeah, and then so she moved back then, and then I kind of stayed uh, in Essex, and then the day after my brother's birthday, I moved to Waterford for her. Mm. Um, yeah, over lockdown, that was fun because I had, I think I had about a month, month and a half of like, yay, like things are going well, like in in terms of coronavirus, mm. like everything's calmed down. And as soon as schools opened, a thousand cases a day. Get in your house, don't leave. And I'm yeah. like, I've just got here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's what brought me over anyway. Yeah, the, rela- the relationship ended then, Fraser, was it? That what yeah. brought you back? Yeah. Well, no, it's not what brought me back actually. Mm. Um, so the relationship ended around kind of the start of March um, and I stuck it out for a few months I didn't leave uh, Ireland until May the 13th actually um, but I stuck it out and like I I managed to make a, a, some really good friends mm. um, I was working from home at the time and I was doing a lot of exercising and walking and things it's quite weird because when the relationship ended I went the complete other way I stopped smoking stopped drinking for an entire month and went full fitness. Oh. It was really weird, but mm. it did me a world of favours. Um, and I stayed out in Ireland, and then I just got really bored. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm still, I'm still like seeing people, like kind of where I can, you know, kind of as, as safely as I can. Mm. The pandemic mm. going on. And the thing is, I, I just got really bored. I was like, I'm working from home. Uh, there's nothing going on. I was gonna. I was working on the coronavirus line actually in in Ireland. That was my job. Oh. I loved it. <laughs> I did a podcast for them as well. Um, that was the that was Rigney Dolphin. They're actually, yeah, they were a really good company to work for. Mm. Um, and then I just wanted to get out of my house. And my friend was offering me uh, a a job at the hotel he works at. Um, <clears throat> and I just got to a point where I was like what am I going to do? Like, if I stay here and I take up one of these jobs or continue doing what I've got or do the hotel, I'm not really, I'm not going to do much productivity. Mm. And I like, I like to, to create or be productive. Um, and so I thought, I've, I'm not sure what to do. And it wasn't until I, <laughs> I end up getting the flu, the actual flu. Just normal uh, flu? <laughs> like, 
real real flu. Mm. Uh, the original flu. Orgy. <laughs> the one that Orgy flu. Yeah. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> flu that was like the cool one. Yeah, yeah. They, they did it first. Yeah. <laughs> Orgy hipster fucking <laughs> hipster flu. <laughs> yeah, I knew the flu before it was cool. <laughs> flu, yeah, Corbett. Make three of their songs. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, the flu fucked me up for about four or five days. I won't lie. Yeah. Um, not, I was bed bound. Like I couldn't do anything. And I was just like, oh my God, like I'm dying. I'm dying. Um, and then my friend Richard, who he's about 12, 13 years older than me, but uh, like, we, I forget about the age difference because we get on so well. It's so mm. funny. And um, so he's, I said to him, I was like, you know what? I think I'm coming back for a week or two. Mm. And he was like, why don't you just fucking move back? <laughs> he was like, nothing's going on in Ireland, really. True. Um, <laughs> you know, because everything in Ireland was still... Was yeah, still yeah. Shut. UK places was way ahead. In, yeah. yeah. Places in, in, in England were opening up and I'd actually just rekindled an old friendship um, and I started speaking to them and then I got really close with their friends. So we were all mm-hmm. FaceTiming and things and they had a, a three, four bedroom house and... I said, like, when I had ideas of, of just visiting home for a week or two, they're like, oh, you can stay out hours. And then my friend Richard was like, why don't you just move back? And I was mm. like, why don't I just move back? And that was on the Saturday. On the Tuesday, I'd booked my tickets for the Thursday and I'd sold everything and packed everything by the Wednesday. Wow. Like, <laughs> I, did, I wasn't messing around. I was yeah, like, right, yeah. I'm done. I can't, like, that's, that's, that's me done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but since then, I'm, I'm now, because... At the time, um, I was living in like a very quiet house. Like uh, there was myself and two other people, but they were never really there, to be honest. Mm. Um, so I got kind of lonely. Like some point, sometimes I wouldn't see another human for three days. Um, and that was really intense, especially um, whether it's for the right reasons or not. Obviously, break up, breakups are always difficult. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't like finishing my plate of food. I've really enjoyed it. <laughs> But, you know, it, it comes to a point where you're like, ah, oh, you got a, you got a really problem with endings. It. Yeah, oh, I don't. I've got, yeah, I've got such a problem with letting go. Yeah. I, I used to say, I used to slag my brother about that. I'd be like, uh, like, still hasn't seen the end of The Sopranos and all this stuff. I was like, you were the one that put me onto the shows. I was like, you, you're the one with the phone. You would have got an issue with endings. <laughs> you, you can't see everything. Uh, you can make me spit my coffee. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that's it. Um, and so I was, I was quite lonely and things. And yeah, so there was just very difficult times. I tell you what, though, probably the hardest time in my life, those last two months, um, I'm so happy I experienced, well, not, not happy I experienced it, but mm. I appreciate everything that I learned in that time a lot. Yeah. I learned so much about so many things about myself, about about kind of people and humans in general mm. I also went to a lot of therapy like I'm a man of my therapy I really enjoy my therapy yeah. um, like I yeah I'm a big advocate uh, for it because it's helped me so much mm. you know I remember um, the person that I first was when I first got in a relationship we were together for nearly three years um, uh, is completely different to the one that, that, that left the relationship essentially like, mm. because of the therapy and the work that I put in myself because what happened is I just moved uh, to London, broken up with a, a bad, not a very positive, let's say, ex-girlfriend. Yeah. Um, I, I was left with a lot of baggage uh, of my, like, how do I explain it? A lot of my own demons were, start, were created or brought up mm. uh, and a lot of mental health issues. Um, 
and they were kind of unresolved and then three four months later I then meet my ex and you know in that time frame in those three or four months I'm just getting smashed at my friend in London and just leaving everything undealt with like ah be alright we can just have <laughs> be, grand. <laughs> be grand be grand you move to the right place with that attitude fuck it it'll be grand <laughs> <laughs> yeah London is, is oh crap don't <laughs> Don't even get me started. That London's dangerous. I tell you that to live in, and not just because of the cri- not because of the crime, but just, because, <laughs> just because of the lifestyle you can get yeah, sucked into. Yeah. Um, everything is so, there for you, though, isn't it? Uh, everything, everything you want the whole yeah, time. Yeah. And I put on so much. Phys- I don't care about numerical weight, but I put on so much physical weight. I became so physically unfit and and, and bigger and things. Um, but yeah, but the person that entered that relationship to the one that left, yeah, very different. That is because of the therapy. Um, there were times where I would just be a be a dickhead when I was drunk. Not not horrible, not me, mm-hmm. but just a dickhead. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, I want to sort this out. This is no one else's problem to fix. Mm. Like, if my my ex partner could pull me up and say, look. Um, I don't know, you acted in this way, I'm not happy mm. about this, or this made me upset or uncomfortable. Next morning, I'm like, why did I Why did I even think or do that or feel that? And I was like, this is no one else's problem to fix. This is my problem to fix. Like, I need to, I don't want to do this to my friends, or mm. my girlfriend at the time, and people I love. Um, <clears throat> this isn't their, their um, kind of bag to carry, if you will. It's up to me to deal with this. Mm. And so I did. I, I, was, at, uh, I was at university, and... I I was seeing this guy called James who was amazing. He does me wonders. Um, and then he was so good that after my six free uh, lesson, not lesson, sorry, but sessions, sessions did, yeah. um, I, I paid to see him afterwards because I was like, this guy's ace. Mm. And especially the last year of therapy has been the most... Uh, oh, I don't know how to explain it. It's, yeah, I've completely transformed my mindset, and I recently because I do post about mental health on, mm. my, on my Instagram and things, mm. and I recently said about how I've started to to pursue happiness as a mindset rather than an emotion. Because explain what you mean by that, Fred. Yeah, so emotions um, <clears throat> can tend to be subject to external things happening, like if Definitely. bad things happen, yeah. if, what, if, you, if, if what you consider bad, something bad happens, you are then sad, if something good happens, you are then happy. Um, but the way I've kind of started to view it now <clears throat> is I view happiness as a, a perspective um, so that if bad things happen, I go, ah, oh, that's pretty shit, but you know, I've still got my happy perspective on. Like... I, I've still got the happy glasses on essentially yeah, yeah. wearing my shit tinted glasses and it's a lot more stable and consistent to pursue happiness as a perspective or a state of mind because then it's not uh, it, there's no other factors to kind of play in or there's nothing that can kind of mess with it mm. if you're if you're pursuing happiness as an emotion you're going I just I want to do these things that make me happy yeah, and trying yeah, to and yeah. trying to grab a happiness from places get it wherever you can ex- external yeah you're going yeah. I, need, I need something it's inconsistent you don't know your body doesn't know when it's going to get like the next bit of happiness and mm. it can be quite stressful and, but with me I found if I I just see happiness as a perspective on things um, because it's 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 more consistent like <clears throat> I'm this is the happiest I've ever been and oh. I'm shit scared. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, am I peaking too soon? <laughs> like, is this it? I'm t- I'm 23, Alan. Like, what if this is the top? <laughs> it's just one big slippery slope yeah. down to hell. Just fuck your fuck now. It's like, oh man, that was it. That was. I didn't, I didn't want to waste it that early. 
<laughs> yeah, like crikey, I wanted to at least wait to like thirties, yeah, yeah. when all my friends and and, and uh, all my friends are having children and 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 getting married. At least give me that perspective of the happiness then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so um, what, what was something that's uh, what was one of the maybe biggest takeaways or standouts that you took from your experience of therapy then, Fraser? Ah, oh, with therapy, it's um, what I've realised is um, if if you oh, there's two things really is if you think you're so right, <laughs> you wouldn't be in this position. Like if you had the answers, you wouldn't be in a position you're in. And for me at the time, the position I was in was I once it once I kind of got it seen to, I had a lot of insecurities, um, a, just a negative perspective on things. I was very insecure, very insecure, bless my heart. And I can I can completely empathise with that person mm-hmm. and all of their kind of silly actions. Now I don't, I look back and I think, you know what, you, you he did his best what he had at the time. Um, yeah. I, was, I was never brutal, I was never horrible, I was never kind of hated, but mm. for me, because of morally, I love my friends and family so much. If I know that I upset them, I feel bad. But you can only do what you've got the tools to do with at the time, if that makes any sense, I don't know. No, absolutely. I mean, at, at any time, all, all, all we can do is our best, but then when we know better, we can do better. Spot on. And the other thing I kind of took from therapy as well is you don't even need to have something going wrong sometimes you can just rock up and be like how's it going (laughs) (laughs) let's have a little chin wag and well you know you've like some of the best sessions I've ever had have gone in a complete different direction to what I thought and I'm like (laughs) (laughs) didn't see that coming (laughs) (laughs) you're sneaky (laughs) but people I can understand why people could maybe be apprehensive uh, to go into therapy because I, I kind of used to be I never even considered it I was like I don't need to go I'm grand yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's not just depend if you find like as we've said as you've said in previous episodes I say we because I feel like I'm part of them when <laughs> <laughs> as you've said in previous episodes you know there has to be that connection with the therapist and I was yeah. quite lucky I my second therapist I Boom, perfect. And I, I was buzzing. Mm. Um, but, you know, they, they don't just sit there and write notes and, and for a while, you know, the biggest thing for me, I was scared of judgment because there's, there are some things in my life where I'm like, oh, you idiot, why'd you do that? Why'd you say that? And to, to, to present that towards my therapist, say, hi, this, he'll be like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Like, that's that's it then. <laughs> he's like, yeah, okay, and it's realizing that you can over overthink something so 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 much, yeah. And yeah. you you pull worst case scenarios. Your brain doesn't do rational when it's emotional. Obviously, it's emotional. It's it's trying to when it for me what I found is when the anxiety kicks in, it's it's bracing for impact. Yeah. It's getting it's getting me ready for this bad thing, this worst case scenario. Now, the reason my brain, I know why my brain does that, it's because of um, my upbringing in a sense where um, there was some there was some abuse and things in the house. Um, and- You experienced or you witnessed, Fraser? Both, Go actually. Yeah. And at first, I wasn't too sure if I wanted to talk about it at first, mm. um, just because like I'm worried that, um, like not that she did ever listen, but my mom, it was with my mum. But my therapist also said to me, you know, you got to tell your story. Yeah. Uh, but you can't. Yeah. You have to live your truth. Mm-hmm. And this is probably the, yeah, the first time I've come in kind of publicly about it. I guess not. Uh, not, not that I've ever hidden it. I mean, my friends know all about it. Mm-hmm. I'm very. Um, 
it's bridge under the water to me to a degree um but yeah so but i was in situations as a young child where i had to prepare i i had to plan and and think ahead um now once upon a time that skill may have helped me Mm. But obviously, when you're older, you still have that inner child, and the inner child is going, "Well, this worked once. Exactly. Let's do yeah. this for the rest. Of, yeah. Let's do this. Let's mm. keep doing this. This worked. We're safe now. Mm. This is amazing. I got us out of this situation. So let's keep doing it. Yeah. It worked. <laughs> but then you get older, and your circumstances change. But your inner child mm. doesn't know that. So your inner child's going, "Prepare, prepare, get ready, because so it might happen. You make sure you got every step in place." And I had to turn around to <clears throat> to my inner child and say, "Hey, listen, buddy. I really appreciate everything you've done for me. I appreciate the times we've got me out of these situations. And look, we've made it. We're alive. We survived. Like, well done. Thank you. Mm. But now we don't need to do this anymore. Now, now we can we can we can let this go. And you know, there's been therapy sessions where I've had to have those conversations with my inner child and say." So okay, let's let's let this go. Um, we can, and that was fucking petrifying, Alan. <laughs> yeah, of course, absolutely. Because these, telling, you know, these are coping yeah. strategies, and they helped you to yeah, cope. To what, and now it's like, well, like, if I take away my coping strategy, how the fuck am I going to cope? Exactly. And yeah. still, to now, sometimes my brain will go, oh, what, what if, what if, and I go. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I can't be bothered with you. <laughs> mm. Go away. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, an interesting thing that I would see with clients all the time, and, you know, just many a time I've had this conversation that, you know, when we think, uh, and it, I suppose it becomes a bit of a cliche of your inner child and, you know, all this kind of thing, but... Um, what what people forget is that you know we, we we tend to think of the inner child as just some entity that existed back in the day you know that it was it's left back there like yeah. back or oh, back when i was six or back when i was seven like, no 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 that's <laughs> that's still there that's here we, we are that inner child you know we are. where where does the child go it doesn't go anywhere it gets longer legs it gets gray hairs it puts on a bit of weight you know we are that inner child and i'd often say to clients that the inner child isn't in the car seat in the back Mm-mm. it's the inner child that's driving you're sitting in the back because the inner child is going I got yeah. this I know what works I, 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 I can man- I can manage this I know how to drive <laughs> it's so true yeah. and and people do because I, I do talk very openly about all this on Instagram and, and I didn't realise because yeah as you said people say oh we're in a child and they mm. kind of they think it's a bit of a cliche nah yeah <laughs> this this shit is real. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah. shit, this this stuff works, um, and a lot of the time I've realised when I'm reacting emotionally in a situation, it's my inner child reaching for something, or maybe um, something that he, he didn't have growing up, or that. Yeah. that. So, uh, one of my old ones would be, um, oh, what was it? I used to be quite. Uh, if, if I wasn't invited I, I was scared of feeling left out a lot or being alone uh, and then I just did the work my inner child I went hey you got your back it's cool let's just let's kind of crack on and mm. like you're you, I can't remember what the exact work I did now because that's another thing I found with therapy sessions for me is I come out of them and five minutes later I can't remember the yeah, yeah, yeah. and I have to text my therapist go hey um what was that what thing you said? <laughs> what did you say? Can you just write it all down? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I've started. Um, I've got. An, uh, there's two people that I kind of see on and off. They do different work with me. You see, mm. 
um, James he goes into um, he does he does really good exercises with me uh, not in terms of he comes around and we do some jumping jacks and he <laughs> high five and he goes home hit them burpees get <laughs> <laughs> down boy you know um, but he does amazing exercises with me he's helped me take away trauma from traumatic memories mm. um, by using there's I don't know if you know it's the one they did on war veterans uh, where uh, they do an exercise where with me it takes you into a cinema uh, in your mind mm. you do it's all in your mind and you say right you know you're with your friends you sit down in the cinema um, now you're gonna I'm gonna take your that body's gonna stay there <clears throat> you're then gonna go behind like the wall where the projector is mm. so that you are far from this person you are safe don't worry you have this glass screen in front of you you're okay we're watching what's on the on the projection and then we basically um, it, it would kind of let my emotion drive what's on the screen so I won't think I won't try to sit there and think about a traumatic memory mm. it's just whatever's going on in my stomach whether I'm feeling anxious or scared I'll let I'll, I let that drive what's about to come onto the screen and he says right okay now let's freeze frame how it starts let's freeze frame how it ends mm. and so we've got these two freeze frames on either side of each other now in the middle uh, we're going to play we're going to play this scene through really 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 quickly and it's just going to zip fast, uh, and he makes this noise of this zzz, as if it's going, as if, mm. if it's going. Um, and he says he plays it through first time, black and white, black and white. Sorry, and um, he then says, right, okay, now we're going to reverse it, uh, and he plays a reverse, and then what does he do after that? And he basically he helps me. Uh, he says to me, you know, how would you prefer this to look? what is something that mm. this could have gone nicely for you mm. and you basically change the, the narrative and it complete and then he plays it through twice or three times and it completely takes away the trauma for me yeah. I've, yeah, yeah. I've done the exercise four or five times of him and it's worked yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and <clears throat> a lot of the time obviously from my experience trauma like it's it's sneaky mm. <laughs> you, you don't realise it like he turned around to me once and uh, he was like oh like you know you have like abandonment issues and I was like do I? I was mm. like I thought that was just something I joked about of my friends like, <laughs> oh like that's not true but like yeah. you have abandonment issues and I'm like mm -hmm. oh like we would just joke about it all the time mm. but I didn't believe it to be true yeah. Um and yeah, it's just working through that. And then, but what I was going to say is the other therapist that I see, she's more of a life coach. She's actually my friend's mum. I didn't know what her job was for years. She used to, she was kind of like a surrogate mother to me for a while because mm. the whole, whole family was really. Because um, I'd stay at theirs a fair bit um, when I was doing gigs or shows. And like they take me to gigs and back. And her son was on the scene. He was the photographer. And then one day she messaged me because I think she saw I was having a tough time or something. She followed me on Instagram. She messaged me. She's like, oh, by the way, if you want a session, let me know. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, mm. this is what I do for my job. This is what I've always done. And I was mm -hmm. like, what? <laughs> <laughs> what? She was like, yeah, you've been, you've sat, you, what do I, what do you think I did in my office all day? And I was like, I don't know, Sudoku's? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know, like, play Pac-Man stuff. I don't know, what stuff, mm. stuff I do. <laughs> um, she was like, no, you idiot. Mm. Um, so I started seeing her and she's quite good for life direction. So especially when I moved back from Ireland, um, she was like, right, you're back now. Mm. Let's get you some direction. And I was like, oh, I don't want to. She was like, listen, like, mm -mm. fucking get you some direction, all right? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so she's quite good at the kind of life side of things mm. of that. 
Um, do I recommend if everyone should see two therapists? No, I mean one is enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Don't yeah. get me wrong. One is one is plenty. The reason why mm. I see these two is because they both, for me, bring something different to the table. Yeah, so if yeah. I if I have like a really difficult gut feeling, or if I'm going through something that um, I feel like maybe I've forgotten what I what I already knew or what I was shown, mm. or if I just need advice, I'll go to kind of James for the deeper psychological stuff. Yeah, yeah. He'll, he'll, he'll have a look at my mind and go, right, we don't need this, throw this out. What are you doing with this, you dickhead? Don't need mm-hmm. that either. And he just looked at it like this. And I'm like, ah, thank you. Yeah. Um, and then with Kerry, she does, um, yeah, the kind of life stuff. And she gave me a lot of advice and, and help. They both did, but she gave me a lot. Uh, I like... I don't know if you can tell I like speaking. <laughs> Helps if you're a musician. <laughs> it does, and yeah, it does help. Um, but I, I, she's a bit more speaky, whereas James is quite exercisey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and I like that fe- nice feeling of offloading is mm. is wonderful uh, to a stranger, and then yeah. being able to then have the exercises to then kind of remove the weeds. Yeah, there, yeah. Because there's one thing to the, you know our the way we are is always a symptom of something you know if 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 for what, for what i found anyway for myself is if i'm feeling anxious or i'm in a certain like mood or mindset or i'm reacting to something in a certain way to me i'd see that as a symptom of something that's going on deep down mm. essentially you know with the broken leg you've got a broken leg but then you've got the pain the pain's just a symptom of the broken leg yeah um Obviously, you've you touched on a lot of the trauma there, Fraser, and you mentioned how with um, the relationships, the insecurities and abandonment issues come. Is there anything in particular, and, and let me stress this, anything that you're comfortable and safe to talk about where you can look back and, you know, maybe identify some of the childhood experiences oh, and then how that manifested yeah. in, in the relationship? Oh, happily. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'd happily do that. Um, well, let's start from the start. I've never met my dad, so that's always fun. Mm. <laughs> and I can laugh about I do make, by the way, um, I do make jokes about the things that I've gone through because it's up to me. Yeah, it's a coping it, strategy. Yeah. yeah, it's a coping yeah, strategy. Yeah. But also, it's so fun to laugh. <laughs> like, it is so fun to laugh. Yeah. Um, what, what was that yeah, like so, for you? Just to start with that point, Fraser, what was that like yeah, for you growing up? Yeah, that was quite interesting. your dad. So that was really interesting <laughs> because other kids would be like, oh, oh mum, dad, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, yeah, well, my mum's my dad. Mm. <laughs> uh, and that was that. But growing it was growing up with one parent was, uh, I had a very good relationship with my mum. And I still do. I, I still talk to my mum. I love my mum dearly. Um, and But, yeah, so it was just me and my mum. And then... I had always heard different stories or different things about my dad and, and I never knew anything like for sure because I was like well to me I'm a I'm a person based on experience like if you tell me like don't touch her that's hot I'm like okay I hear you but I should go quickly touch it just to make sure <laughs> when it comes to stuff like that especially when I'm being told uh, opinions or or things about someone um like especially when it comes to hearing someone's opinion on someone else I say okay I hear what you're saying but you could have perceived it this way unfortunately when it comes to my dad it wasn't so much of how things could be perceived as such Um, but essentially yeah what happened is it was just me and my mum growing up for years for years uh, when I was a week off being 13 my, my my younger brother was born who was an absolute legend and my hero I love that boy so much um and 
and yeah, and then at the in March lockdown because. You know what? I, I knew who my dad was. Um, I I found him. We found him on Facebook, and for years we were toying the idea of messaging him. Mm. And then I said to my mum uh, at the start of lockdown in March, or April, and I said to her, I was like, Mum, I was like, can we message this guy? Let's let's see what the crackers. Let's see mm. what's going on. <clears throat> um, so we messaged him. We talked. Um, we video called, um, and I don't know. How, I. I just wanted to, to, you know, I said to my mum, I was like, okay, things happen between you two. Uh, but, you know, it's been 23, 20, nearly 24 years, you know. Um, a lot can happen in that time. Mm. Mm. <laughs> I didn't even know where he was. He was about an hour and a half up the road for me, to be fair. Mm. Um, <clears throat> two hours by train or something. And he just, the way that I put it is... My mum was right, <laughs> and okay. I, I talked to her. I talked to him from April to it was um, Halloween, twenty twenty, mm-hmm. so thirty first of October. And thirty first of October, he, I was like, you know, I'm done with with you. Like the, his his um, his attitudes uh, and his perspective on things wasn't amazing. I could, I found him quite misogynistic, and I didn't appreciate that. Um, even the way he spoke to or about his wife, I was like, I don't, I'm not liking this. This isn't, yeah, yeah. this isn't, and to be fair, I, I, I got some answers, which is nice. And I got the closure. Um, but he's no part of my life. I remember I was, it was Christmas and I messaged him. I said, hey, Merry Christmas. Got nothing. I was like, cool, go fuck yourself then. Mate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. If you want to act like, if I have to be an mm. adult, I'll be the adult. I'm grand with that. Yeah. I just got that closure. <clears throat> um, Yes. What was the reality of it like? I mean, as you grew up, did you you know did you fantasize about who your dad oh, might be or yeah. create this idealistic uh, father? Yeah, to a degree, I didn't. I didn't really think about him too much, to be fair, because I didn't know what I was missing. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. How do you know what color? What what the color blue looks like if you've never seen never it? Never seen it. Um, no. I, that was the same with me. I was like, oh, I. Mm. I don't know what I'm missing, so how can I be sad, really? Mm. <laughs> but if you if you've seen friends, if, you know, if you've seen your friends playing with their dads or anything like that, you know, would yeah. And I was like, oh, cool, they're playing with their dad. All right, I'll play with them all my like. I didn't it didn't really uh, hit me too much, to be fair. Mm. It was just like, oh, I wonder what that's like. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> and then that was that, really. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So um. So that's part of the kind of badminton issues, and then um. Also with my mum, um, she 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 has a demons, bless her heart. And you know, growing up, it was a difficult time. Um, I was hesitant to talk about it, but I think you know, fuck it, I'm going to talk about it because mm. I can't preach mental health. And and then kind of, I just yeah, I want to be the story, or I want to be someone that goes, oh well, he said. Sometimes for me, it helps me to hear. Uh, other people talk about something oh we hear that the whole um, time on the podcast guests that come on and go well I was inspired to come on after listening to such and such and I heard such and such talk about this and you know it's, it's, yeah, and it's it amazing. goes and that way the whole time and that's how I actually found your podcast because I'd broken up with my ex mm. and I taught, I didn't know what to I didn't know this is this is complete new territory for me I'm single in the lockdown and I've moved country for this girl what do I do now mm. and I found your podcast by I think I typed in single in lockdown it was one of your episodes oh yeah yeah yeah. and I found it and I listened to it and I was like these guys are these guys are wicked this is a great crap going on here and I kept listening um, so yeah so there was there was a lot of abuse and alcohol involved growing up 
from from my memory from around the age 10 it's just yeah things things were a struggle growing up essentially is is the best way to put it there was yeah there was emotional and physical abuse and <clears throat> how that manifested in, into future relations is um i spent a lot of my time kind of alone growing up uh, I did have friends and things, but you know, a lot of time I was by myself, or things were going on at home, so I'd born to be away from home, um, and so <clears throat> um, also after incidents would happen of of abuse or something, um, that's this is where the source of one of my traumas were for me um, was uh, being by myself in my room, like just crying on my bed and feeling so alone, yeah. and when myself and my ex broke up I I was petrified to be by myself and I couldn't be in my room mm. I couldn't be at home and I was like I don't know what to do when I spoke to my therapist and things and that was it it wasn't to do with the ratio I wasn't scared of being by myself for any reason other than there was a traumatic memory being triggered that I forgot <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> essentially um, <clears throat> there was a memory being triggered that I didn't didn't realise would play a part in this way mm. you know um, my relationship with women is, is grand like I I get on to be fair I do get on with, with women better than men um, or at least I I probably find it easier yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, what was I going to say but yeah so, but I didn't really grow up with many men around me um, I had my one kind of proper role model in my life and that was my uncle Cliff and he kind of passed away when I was about 12 or 13. Uh, other than that, like, my mum had some friends. Uh, not all of them are positive. You know, there were some mm-hmm. really shitty, shitty ex-boyfriends. Like, uh, uh, and to constantly be around kind of... For me, I think I found that const- to constantly be around kind of physical... Not constantly, but uh, to see, maybe witness uh, physical abuse, especially to a parent... Um, and then also you you're you're also being abused um there's like so much abuse and you kind of i come out of it and i was like i was able to i was i feel i consider myself very lucky because i was able to to look at that and go that's not what i want for my life yeah i took it as an example but in the way where i said i don't want that that's that's showing me what i don't want and I know I kind of know what I want now mm. and so I kind of I f- completely flipped to, to a f- complete contrast to my upbringing you know my friends like we, me and my friends we always joke we say I don't understand how I'm not addicted to drugs or in prison because yeah. <laughs> if you look at my childhood oh, yeah, it's, just yeah. filled, it's just surrounded by abuse or mm. being abused a lot of alcohol uh, no dads <laughs> uh, grew up in a kind of not a posh area as such it wasn't awful awful but then knocking around these pubs with my mum which to be fair great crack I had a good time <laughs> I was a kid playing mm. pool I got really good at pool really quick. Um, silver lining and all that silver lining <laughs> <laughs> oh, my god pool hustler <clears throat> but my god I, I was sad but Jesus was I good at pool <laughs> <laughs> no no <laughs> Um, but no, so um, it's just a, a clear example that you, you don't, you, you're not always, I guess, to a degree. Well, people say, you know, you're a product of your upbringing. Mm-hmm. Yes, but there's a difference between being a product of it and being a mirror of it. And 
I, I was a product of my upbringing, yes, because every, we all are, but my upbringing has shown me what I don't want and 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 kind of what I do want for myself in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I can't wait to, at some point, not now, Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. but I can't wait to have that, that partner yeah. uh, and the kind of the marriage and the family and, and the consistency and it's... But yeah, sorry, I'm just chatting absolute shit now. <laughs> no, I, I think one of the things that struck me there, uh, Fraser, as you were talking, was you'd mentioned earlier how your little brother came along, but it seems also kind of around that time your, your uncle passed, who was... Exactly. Yeah, that, that must have been a very difficult time for you. Well, there was a lot going on around yeah. there, really. Yeah. I mean, because also my mum's best friend passed away <laughs> wow. uh, around the same time. <clears throat> I think we went to about five funerals in a year or something Jeez. like that. There was a lot. Um... And then my mum's other best friend passed away, and she's she's gone through a lot of loss, bless her heart. So yeah, so there was a lot of there was a lot of loss going on around that time, um, and the relationship with myself and my mum went another way. One, you know, I I was a teenager, yes, but also things were getting the things were quite hard at home, um, and then and then I've got. But, yeah, then my little brother came along. But to be fair, he oh, he's a little legend. This kid, he, he's wicked. I'm still, I'm still um, really close with him now. He's he's not at home. He was uh, living with my mum, um, and then he he stayed in foster care, and now he's living with his dad. But now he's back in foster care because he's having a lot of troubles all over the place. So I'm kind of his consistency, his support. Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, I forgot what I wanted to say. <laughs> oh, I was just, I had mentioned about every, all the loss that you'd experienced at that time. Yeah. Your brother going along, but also, you know, your your uncle dying, who was who was a consistent yeah. male I didn't role really model see, for you. See my uncle that much, to be fair, but still now, like that's I've got a PlayStation One toad on my arm. You can't really. Yeah, see I can it. see. Yeah, yeah. But it, that's for that's for him because he got me a PlayStation One when I was about four for my Brilliant. Christmas. Um, but yeah, so. <clears throat> Yeah, obviously there was a lot of that loss going on. Things deteriorated though at home. If your brother was taken into foster care, you it was never a case that you needed to go into foster care or anything. I probably should have. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I probably mm. should have, mm. but I never told anyone. I kept it a secret the whole time. Like mm. everything that happened, I kept it all a secret. All any abuse or anything that was bad, just kept it to myself. Smashing through school like an absolute champion. Wow. <laughs> um, and I did really well with GCSEs and everything and yeah, never told anyone. <laughs> and just kept it all to myself. Mm. None of my friends knew. Hey folks, Alan cutting in unusually on an interview with a separate piece. The reason I'm doing so is, as you can hear from the interview with Fraser, you can hear that conflict in his voice as he speaks around his experiences and the trauma of his childhood and wanting to be protective and not wanting to appear to say anything which may upset his mother. With that being said, there is some things which have had to be cut out under the circumstances and, you know, we want to facilitate Fraser in all his honesty to tell the story as best he can. So little pieces have been taken out. This next piece will seem like a bit of out of context, given what he's just been talking about, but just to give you some understanding of why we go from that topic onto the next topic. I hope you're enjoying it so far. Going back to the whole moving from Ireland, it was really hard, uh, but I, I achieved, I don't know how, but I achieved so much during lockdown mm. um, in terms of, uh, I, was, I was, went to a lot of therapy. Um, I, a week before I left Ireland, I passed my driving test, which is cool. <laughs> um, cool. And I managed to lose a lot of weight as well, uh, which is really nice. Uh, uh, um, 
<clears throat> but yeah, leaving Ireland was really hard, and but it was definitely for the best. It was definitely. Um, I. What was it like yeah. to, to move over? We had Andy on before who moved from Ireland to the UK. You, you mm. moved from the UK to Ireland. What, what was that experience like in and of itself? Interesting. There was a. I didn't realise there'd be such a culture shock to me. Yeah. <laughs> it was really. But I love it. I, you know, I love, I love Ireland so mm. much. And, and the Irish people are absolutely amazing. Um, and I'm still. I'm considering coming back when I can. Oh, sorry, pardon me. <laughs> to, uh, to to visit those friends or those those people that I saw and met and things. Um, but yeah, it's very. As an Englishman coming over, you know what I did, right? I so when I first met my ex, uh, the, the the English. What I've realised is the English education system is uh, quite patriotic. Um, <laughs> yeah. They they keep in they keep in the bits they like mm. and take take out the stuff that can a bad picture. <laughs> Let, let's say that, hey. Yeah. Uh, I remember, right, how this, how fucked is this, right? I remember growing up and learned, one of the things I remember in a history class, they were like, did you know that the British Empire was so great that we had so much that the sun never set on the British Empire? Mm. And I grew up thinking, wow, that's so cool. <laughs> now I look, look at it, I go, wow, that's actual genocide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's They really wanted us bad. to invade. They wanted us to take control. That's what they wanted. <laughs> it's like that bit, uh, you know, the comedian uh, James Acaster. Do you know I love James Acaster. Oh, me too, I love him. He has a great about bit the about the British Museum. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, we haven't finished we're not finished looking at it yet. <laughs> we weren't really taught much at school in regards to to, to what the Brits did to the rest yeah. of the world, uh, <laughs> let's say. So when I first met my ex, uh, who's Irish, she, first of all, she was wearing a balaclava and a fucking tricolor. <laughs> 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 um, so I, I look at her phone and I see this word that I don't recognise on her phone and I say excuse me what the fuck does that say that's not English she went mm. oh no that's, that's Irish and I went mm. what do you mean no is it you speak English in yeah. Ireland what, what do you mean and she went are you fucking with me right now? And I said, <laughs> no, what are you on about? She had to, she taught, she, she had to educate me that Ireland had their own language, which mm-hmm. I feel so embarrassed <laughs> to, to, to have to admit. Um, a lot of my friends knew, to be fair, so mm-hmm. maybe just me being an absolute fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, I didn't, I didn't know much about Ireland at all. So before I moved over, um, I educated myself. Yeah. Uh, and as I moved over as well, because I had to restrict my movements for a while because I was mm. coming over from another country, I literally, I Googled the history between uh, Ireland and the IRA and England and kind of what happened with Oliver Cromwell, uh, Charles Trevelyan, around the famine, everything. I, I wanted to, I, wanted, I needed to know what I was getting myself into. <laughs> like <laughs> To come over I, just apologising, I'm really sorry, sorry about that's, that. That's literally what ended up happening. Is my, I was worried about moving back to England because my humour was constantly slating the Brits right <laughs> so I can't come back to, to Britain and be like ha uh, classic Brits like because they're like what do you mean whereas the Irish they get it like yeah. I think I I think I accidentally took my friend's phone charger once I went oh, sorry I'm a Brit I <laughs> like, we just take things that aren't ours <laughs> we just, and then when you look for them back we go no never seen it before yeah. what about? right so 
so for anyone that hasn't seen that James Acaster sketch look it up oh, of, uh, James Acaster the British it. Museum of how Britain it, went and took everything all of these historical pieces from every country they invaded and then put them on display <laughs> let everyone know that they robbed them <laughs> literally yeah. and they're like can we have them back and they're like no, no. we haven't finished looking at them <laughs> oh it's so funny hmm. um but yeah, so I I learned so much, and I I I remember uh, when I first moved obviously the pub still open. I went outside, and I talk a bit, and you know I found that the Irish are always up for for a conversation, which is always lovely. Yeah. Um. So I start chatting to some people, and I start essentially <laughs> kind of apologizing on behalf of, of, of what happened i was like yeah, yeah by the way like i've done my research like one of the things i i, I found was um so during the time of the famine now this might not be new news to you guys but to me it was a big news mm. during the time of the famine basically what's happening there was a disease going through the crops in ireland and the same disease was going through the crops in scotland but what happened is a man called charles Trevelyan was uh, was in charge at the time and <clears throat> there were minimal deaths in scotland and that's because they were exporting yeah. <laughs> all of the island's goods out to, to help Scotland. Mm. And there is a quote from Charles Revelyan, and he said it was punishment uh, to the Irish uh, because I think it's the way they, um, the, the way they worship the, the god or something. It, it basically said it was punishment. Mm. Yeah, he said it was punishment. And I read that and I went, oh, that's so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. And I was like, oh, no, he started cringing. Um <laughs> And I was saying how uh, I was talking to these people in the smoking area, and I was like, oh, "I'm so sorry, like for, for what went down. Like it wasn't right. It, it was actually it wasn't the me. Opposite. Swear to God, yeah. I wasn't even there. I wasn't even yeah. there. <laughs> but you know what though? The, everyone I spoke to, they got passionate about it, but mm. they also said, "I know you didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like I know you didn't do it. Yeah. Uh, but my God, are we pissed off? And I was mm. like, Yeah, fair fucking play. I'd be pissed off too. Mm. And then I remember there's this, there a couple walked past by me as I had the, as I was having this conversation, and she tapped me on the shoulder, and I was like, Oh, I'm about to get fucked up. Oh no, did I say something <laughs> wrong? <laughs> and she was like, I just want to say, uh, it's thank you for saying all these things. It's really nice to hear from a British person to say all these things. Um, and I was like, Oh shit, that's cool. Mm. All right, nice one. Thank you. And <laughs> um, but then I, because I'm into my mental health and uh, looking at things, I there's a book that I need to finish reading called It Didn't Start With You, and it mentions about generational trauma. Now, mm. I'm really into to all those side of things. Mm. And obviously, I have my own podcast, and I'm going to start doing my episodes now that my FedEx shipment has delivered my microphone yeah. last. Um, uh, and, I've, and I noticed, I, looked at, I started looking into um, kind of alcoholism in Ireland. It was really interesting because, you know, at the time like this poor country is going through so much like half of them most of them have been kicked over to the west west of Ireland where mm. the, the land is completely yeah. uninhabitable essentially and that's Cromwell for anyone that doesn't know Oliver Cromwell came over and there was a, a saying to hell or connacht and so you were sent yeah. to the west of Ireland because the land was shit yeah, so for anyone that if you ever go out to Galway or anything like that you'll see all the stone walls that's all the stones and the rocks that they picked out of the land to make it any kind of way wow. habitable uh, so you were you could basically say, okay we're going to kill you and take your land or else you just fuck off to Connacht we're a shit land and we're going to take your land here anyway so the Cromwell yeah. thing was the hell of Connacht yeah yeah so and, that, and that's it's, it's fucked so and you look at that and it's just years and years and years and years and years and years of uh, I think it's oppression or suppression mm. and then obviously all they like there was alcohol when alcohol was a very good um, uh, very 
not very good sorry <laughs> uh, but it, it can be easily used as a, as a crutch or to cope yeah. you know and when you've got nothing when, when you're under when you're under a a British a shitty British rule um, where all you've got is really shit land some potatoes and some alcohol yeah <laughs> like what are you going to do and I've yeah. no, I noticed um, that that's probably like kind of the, 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 the there's there's a lot of um, like I didn't I didn't even realise how close to generational trauma could be for some people some people say oh yeah my my granddad's dad or my granddad's granddad or something like mm-hmm. that and I'm like Oh, that's not very far away. Yeah, in terms yeah, yeah. Of, like people forget. Um, so yeah, it was really fun to not fun. For sure, probably, nah, probably wouldn't use that word. To be fair. <laughs> it, I, I enjoyed learning. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed learning about all this, so I can then go. Oh, oh, oh shit. Yeah. Okay. Uh, <laughs> back in back in England, having a point gone up the fucking ra. <laughs> <laughs> essentially, essentially, fucking Brits. <laughs> yeah, I'm going around to my friends still, and my friends are like, "Did you know that us Brits did this?" <laughs> like, educate my friends. They're like, "Shut the fuck up. Just go back if you love it so much." <laughs> reparations. We need the reparations. <laughs> But it was so it was so fun to learn about because mm. we got a complete different side of things, obviously in England yeah, like yeah. with the English media. Mm. We got a really dishonest side of things, if you mm. will. And I don't condone anything that happened between obviously IRA and and, and England or anything yeah. like that. But if you look at it, it was a retaliation. Like it's understandable, not condoning it, don't but condone it's understandable. It. <laughs> If you go for a couple of hundred years of uh, suppression, it's going to get to a point where I'm going to be like, I'm about to, I'm about to fuck this guy's shit up. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the problem, the problem with that is, unfortunately, a lot of people can't let go of that couple of hundred years, and and so we see still ongoing in Northern Ireland. Um, yeah, which is very really unfortunate. Yeah. I was living in Waterford, and my friend texted me. And he was like, "Oh, like, be careful, like shit's going down." And I'm like, oh, "Is it?" Mm. I'm like, "Oh no, oh no." <laughs> I, have stop, I have to start doing Australian accent instead. Both. Get out. Hi mate. Good day, mate. Yeah, I'm not from here. No, yeah. you're grand, dude. No, I'm from I'm from uh, I'm from Melbourne. Actually. Yeah. Uh, don't yeah, worry. My great great grandfather was Irish, a criminal. He got shipped over. So you know, <laughs> I'm one of you guys. Penal colony and all that. <laughs> I get it. Um, but then also, because did you? I don't know if you know much about uh, the Aborigines in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, they got done over as well. <laughs> they fucking, I tell you what, the Brits, they're, they're dickheads. For my <laughs> God, are they greater? I'm joking. <laughs> they know how to fuck people shit up. Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to if you're gonna um, fuck people shit up, do it right. <laughs> and say what you want about the Brits, they did it right. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, passion, passion behind them. <laughs> Harry Enfield, way, be, way before your time, Fraser, Harry Enfield, just have a show on the 90s comedian. And he used to do this uh, character of uh, it was like an apologetic German, and it was like this German tourist that went everywhere, and you know he might be in somewhere, and he would just start talking to these people, and out of nowhere, then you know they'd be talking about the weather or something, and he just stand there, and out of nowhere, he goes, "I feel I must apologize for the behavior of my country during the war," and they're like, "What? Oh no, it was <laughs> just out of nowhere." This, apo- uh, this apologetic German. Um, <laughs> So, I don't see the Brits. The Brits aren't exactly on around being all apologetic, but I love his. I think I think he's are great. Our, our yeah. second biggest listenership, and we're just educating and having the crack. So you know, no one fucking, it. no one blow anyone up. Let's let's you know. No, no, we, we let's grab. all be sound. Let's all be sound. Exactly. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah so it's uh it's been an interesting year though I tell you that mm. like uh, as it has for everyone yeah. but I moved to the country during a pandemic like, mm. and back <laughs> and back oh, who can say that <laughs> like, who can say they moved to a country and back within the space of a with a, with a pandemic and like, within yeah. the space of a year yeah. not, not everyone this guy fucking <laughs> smashed job, it mate yeah smashed it <laughs> <laughs> outside of everything you've, you've gone through Fraser uh, you're a musician yeah. You're a very talented musician. Let's uh, tell us a little bit about how you got into music and um, feed into that a little bit for us. Trauma. Trauma. (laughs) (laughs) I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, We had Homeboy Sandman on a while back, his song Trauma. (laughs) Uh, Interestingly, uh, first line, I got trauma from my mama. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Take that song out. Didn't we all? (laughs) You know, he he recognised that. He recognised he went through some stuff and Rick was able to recognise that, yeah, his his mother went through some some shit as well and she did her best and, you know, they've they've reconciled their relationship now as as best possible. And that's the thing I... I have complete uh, empathy uh, for anyone who I look at when something happens or someone does something that I am not <laughs> thrilled about mm. um, I look at it and I go okay why is this happening essentially and I completely empathise with my mum but you know the relationship um, has had to change mm. sometimes there's boundaries is very special and important sometimes like sometimes my mum would get upset about things uh, that obviously I'm kind of uh, I don't know how to, no, I have to skip over it because yeah that's an annoying thing that mm. little block I might need to talk to my therapist about that that little block okay, I, I want to talk about things but it, it's stopping me yeah. it's pissing me off it's pissing me off Alan but yeah, it's really yeah. pissing me off because I really want to talk about it but I'm so scared about my mum's reaction it's that protective piece around your mum yeah yeah it's yeah. so frustrating mm. no but it's so common I mean it's 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 entirely and you know I've seen it so many times uh, clients come in to me and like that's you know what I normally say to them well you know I remember one particular client he was he was in tears and he's like you know I was just in here last week bad mouthing my father you know and and uh, I was like well were you bad mouthing him or were you just telling the truth you know and it's very difficult to reconcile that part of I'm telling the truth I'm but I feel like, you know, I'm, I'm disrespecting my parent or I'm saying a bad thing. It's like, well, you're just you're just speaking the truth. Exactly. You're just yeah. Speaking. If you're going, you're not going around going, yeah, my father's a dickhead, my mother's a fucking bitch, she's a this, she's a that. No. You're not doing that. You're just going, and then my mother did this, and then my father did this, and this had an impact, and the impact was here I fucking sit. You know, it's yeah. Yeah. Ex- exactly. Um, yeah. So it's so common. It's it's. I actually I mentioned it on on last week's podcast of. Um, I haven't finished that, that one yet. That that child that's that will always want that relationship. You know, will will continue to reach out to that parent despite everything that they've gone through because it's still that little that inner child no, yeah, sure. that wants their mommy, wants their daddy, and wants to be yeah. comforted. You know, that's that little boy is as you described, sitting in his room crying, who needed to be comforted. You know, not not to be left alone, yeah. in his own tears. Yeah, and that is, it, yeah, it's just frustrating. Yeah, I get that little block, and I remember speaking to my <clears throat> to Kerry about all this, and she was like, "Live your truth, speak your truth." Yeah, and I was like, "Well, what if I say something in my podcast and Mum doesn't like it?" She goes, "So," I was like, "Well, what if she, I don't know, what if she killed herself?" She's like, "That's not on you." <laughs> She's like, "That's not your fault, sort of thing." So, yeah, it's just that it's frustrating that little block that yeah. I have there because I can talk. I'll talk it to it about it to my friends to to everyone. I'd be so open about it, and I don't care. But the minute I know it's going to be out there forever, 
Yeah. And yeah. anyone can access it. I don't want it. Different experience. My mum. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't then my mum, because I think the fear is I don't want my mum to think I'm bad mouthing her. I've always been the parent when it comes to my mum and my dad, yeah, essentially. Yeah. I've always been the parent. And sometimes I've had to say to my mum, <clears throat> stop talking about this because I'm emotionally involved in this as well. I have a boundary here. Well, <clears throat> if you keep talking about it, I'm going to have to hang up because I disagree with what you're saying because mm, I remember mm. it differently. So uh, back to the music, <laughs> the, the, the trauma you joked about <laughs> is, how, is, what led <laughs> yes, to, is what led to music for you. No, yeah. So what it was is, you'll see, um, I, I was quite a... I was I was just quite an active child like I was quite outspoken uh quite bubbly <clears throat> um and I loved making people laugh and with that there's kind of that performance or that ego mm-hmm. uh and I remember I was around I think I was around 10 years old and I don't know why I did this but I entered myself into this this show at school to sing oh I look back and now I'm like oh, please don't mm. <laughs> uh, so I, I performed I think it was Will I Am Heartbreaker and mm. oh man don't even I want makes me cringe <laughs> um, makes do you me think cringe. You know, obviously I'm, I have my own acting background and you know I've been mm. involved in music as well um, I think a very common theme and you know speak to it if, it, if it's true for yourself uh, many people in that industry are looking for that attention that perhaps they didn't get yeah so with me I no. See, with me, if I if I really reflect on it, it's I enjoy making people smile. Mm. I enjoy making people happy. Mm. That's where I do it. You're a pleaser. Oh. Yeah, big pleaser, big giver. yeah, yeah, um, <clears throat> big time. Um, so, uh, it's just what I enjoy. I I, I enjoy. Uh, make people smile, laugh, cry, or, or, or whatever. Not necessarily. I enjoy making people cry, but. Mm. <laughs> mm. Um, so yeah, so I, I I did I did my music. Um, I started playing guitar and singing when I was around 16, 17. Uh, since then, I've played over five hundred. I've, I've performed over five hundred times. I've released three EPs, a single, and I'm about to start recording my new stuff again. Um, but yeah, and I I love it. It's music is great fun. I love. There's nothing more than I love playing in front of a crowd because mm. what I do is I don't just. Uh, just it's not it's not uh i'm performing you're consuming the other day i was playing a little show um and i was playing the jcb song by nisloppy mm. uh i love that song so much that's that's i was going to say it that's exactly what that song that new song you have reminded me of really yeah that's Someone the exactly well. yeah yeah it just has that sound order, and that's that's why i love it so much yeah. oh man well, that's a compliment i yeah. love nislop yeah um i like the other day i was playing the show and i was obviously doing a song and obviously that song's about his dad mm. and in between uh the verse and the chorus i made a joke and i was like isn't it funny that i'm singing this passionate song about his dad and i never even met mine ha 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 but but making people laugh and mm-hmm. crap a bit like, more interaction and a lot more interaction yeah. one, one of my favourite things to do at a gig is uh, I'll pick out someone who looks really tough in a crowd I'll mm. go oh dude love, what's your name and he go, oh, Kevin yeah. like, Trev oh, alright <laughs> <Boy. laughs> this one's for you then mate uh, and I'll start singing I'll go he's a good girl loves his mama <laughs> and it just makes everyone laugh because yeah. it's just ridiculous yeah. it's not but like re- a, it's not like a Ben Howard show if you Ever, if you've ever seen Ben Howard oh, sing, he does not interact with the crowd. He doesn't no. 
he come out and say hello Dublin or you know no, he's like go away yeah 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 I met him you know and he's my he was my yeah had a pint with him before a gig one time and he was my man crush my son's middle name is Benjamin um, but the last concert I left the gig early it was just you know, there's no just oh man yeah and he just plays the album through so just from start to finish um, that's it and yeah. the last album well not his new album but the last album is not yeah uh, you I know liked, one. Um, I don't know what album it's on um, oh what's the one what's it called End of the Affair oh yeah that's yeah, the second album there, yeah. yeah there's speculation that he had a partner who took their own life oh yeah uh, so yeah, in one of his EPs he um, has a song called Fallen Woods and if you ever listen to it it's this lovely song it's like oh we were young it's a really catchy catchy chorus and then when you actually listen to it it goes on about how they found her hanging in the woods how we all went looking for her and you know uh, and you're like whoa 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 fuck it back up what was that I've just been going oh we were young oh what a lovely song it's like oh what <laughs> what that, that what it, it's uh it's, jeez yeah but it, it's about it's about um an ex-girlfriend of his that um had had killed herself and the lyrics are still don't don't you forget that rope you tied around your neck um took them three days to find you tired torch light and dog sense yeah so it goes on about going through fallout modes i think to, to and he's never to confirmed find it but you know, I think that's a fairly well known that um, yeah but End of the Affair yeah, yeah that's, that's on the second End of the album. Affair is yeah. such a good song and if you anyone hasn't watched seen that check out that performance of that song on um, it's the Jules Holland Jules Holland oh, oh man I'm oh. just about to start talking about that where he, where he picks up his guitar <laughs> the guitar and he starts singing into and, it and he sings into yeah. the, the pickup of yeah. the guitar oh. to give it oh dude Goosebumps yeah Goosebumps thinking about it yeah Goosebumps thinking about it yeah fucking hell man it's just he, he, this is hell yeah. oh songwriting I think lyrics are my favourite thing like, yeah. I love I love lyrics it's I've always been into poetry mm. uh, and songwriting is just lyrics it, it's just poems with music yeah yeah and I think I think, I think Ben anyway. Howard is certainly certainly from that and you hear a lot of poetic influence and mm. um, and a lot of literature influences as well the um he has that line is the world gone mad or is it me and stuff like that and yeah. uh, Conrad the name of the song is based on uh, the book Lord Jim by uh, Joseph Conrad uh, he has that he has that that lyric uh, you were the boat that sank in the tale of Conrad uh, for anyone that hasn't read it I've read that book it's a fucking difficult read <laughs> wrote in the late 1800s or something like that but it's about this guy who was on a boat and they had I think they had slaves on the boat and they thought it was going to sink and him and the captain jumped off or he was the captain or something like that but it turns out they were rescued the, the slaves were rescued and so he spends the rest of his life running away from uh, the shame of uh, this this uh, this boat um, so you know as you would and so you put that into a song <laughs> as you would yeah yeah. that's 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 the genius of Ben Howard but <laughs> oh, I, oh, if I keep going well, let's, let's tell us about Fraser Morgan and uh, we, we, we'll fanboy on Ben Howard a, a, another time <laughs> fair enough but yeah, yeah. I, I actually got a degree in songwriting funny enough wow uh, pointless 
Alan, <laughs> miss mate. <laughs> I paid 50, 60 grand to say oh. that I can write a song. Mm. I know, mate. You can write a song, Fraser. You can write a song. I mean, you're, Thank you're, you. you're going to something we've never done on the podcast. We've never asked yeah. anyone to perform. And as I said to you, well, it's my podcast. And uh, fuck it. Fuck it. <laughs> I, I, lo- I love the song. Uh, so you are actually going to perform for us, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Cool. Yeah, excellent. 100%. Yeah. Um, but I, I used the. I tell you what, I used the student loan to get out of where I was living and ha- live it up in London. And mm. by God, Alan, did I live it. I got <laughs> Went to the school of life. <laughs> Went to, yeah, I was looking for experiences I, to write about. <laughs> yeah, and boy, was I educated. Yeah. Um, but now I, what I would do is if I could use that, not that time, but uh, that student loan and stuff, I would probably study uh, something to do with counselling or mental health because what mm. I want to do what I'm in the process of doing is I'm going to start up a company called Right Lads Mm. uh, and I'm going to start it as a CIC which is a company of interest in the community this is something in England Mm. and where basically I can get grants to pay myself a wage and I can offer my services for free and what I want to do is I want to go into schools and talk to young men between the age of 11 and 18 and start a dialogue on mental health Yeah, Um, yeah. I'm not going to go in there and start uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for um uh, diagnosing anyone but mm. what I want to do is kind of have this half TED talk half comedy mm. kind of thing and just and just start the conversation yeah. and kind of get the boys to look around and be like you know you know Daniel hasn't come out in the past week have you checked in on Daniel yeah, he, yeah. Might, he might be grand mm. have you checked in is everything okay at home um, and kind of start the dialogue because obviously suicide is, is the biggest killer in men under 40 in the world and I think mm. it's under 50 in the UK Um wow. And that's petrifying. Well, eight, so, eight out of ten in Ireland is the suicide statistics for men. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eight out of ten, as in yeah. eight. Every yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm. See, and here's the thing. This is one of the reasons why I moved back to England because I realised I wanted to do this, um, but there was just there's more room and opportunity for me to kind of do it in England. But I really do want to want to bring that to to Ireland yeah. um, because I've seen it firsthand a lot of people I've spoken to uh, like I, you, once you kind of dig deeper with some people you realise there's a lot going on um, and and in Ireland I do feel sorry for a lot of people in Ireland because it's it's not as recognised as it is in England yeah oh, 100% 100% you know so I'd love to be able to come over and mm. I don't know talk, talk some shit but they'll tell me they'll probably tell me to piss off <laughs> <laughs> fucking Brit yeah how are you doing coming over here taking someone's job <laughs> yeah, we've got this trauma because of you <laughs> oh you want to oh, tell me how you gave me trauma oh please do <laughs> oh am I depressed I wonder fucking why <laughs> it's all you dickhead <laughs> Sing so, a yeah. fucking song. Yeah, sing a song and fuck off. <laughs> Play the voyage. <laughs> oh man, that's such a great song. Yeah, yeah. For the first time ever on the podcast, we have someone performing live. And the reason why is I think when you hear the lyrics, I think you will see that this is uh, pretty pertinent to, to what we talk about on, on the show. Mr. Fraser Morgan, do you want to introduce your song for us? Yeah, okay, thank you. Um, so this is, yeah, this song called Not Looking Back, right? And I, I used to spend a lot of my time dwelling uh, on maybe if it's embarrassment 
or shame yeah. or just doing my own head in or going over every little detail you know that's the stupid thing your brain does where you lay down in bed and he goes do you remember this thing you did when you were <laughs> and I'm like would you, would you fuck off but mine mine was more recent things and it got to a point where I was like I need to let this all go I need to I'm, I'm wasting my time in the past but I've got such a beautiful future ahead of me and actually not even in the present moment I'm so I I've, I've come to realise <clears throat> I, I'm very grateful and appreciative for my life. Yes, things have gone wrong, but I'm so happy and I'm so appreciative for everything that I've gone through and, and where I am and the people that I have around me and the love I have around me. And But I spent so much time missing it all because I was looking back all the time. And then one day I was just fucking around and I was like, I, I really want to write a song about about that. And it, it kind of, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a spin. I could tell you all the bad I've done in my life Oh, I could tell you all the hearts, all the hearts, all the hearts that I've broke in my life Oh, I could relay all the lies, all the lies, all the lies that I've told in my time Oh, I could count you all the tears, all the tears, all the tears that I've wept at night But guilt just eats you up And I'm tired of feeling stuck And now nothing weighs me down, down, down So I'm not looking back So I can recall all the times, all the times, all the times that I've laughed till I've cried Oh, I could count you all the stars, all the stars, all the stars that light up the sky Oh, I could tell you all the reasons, all the reasons, all the reasons I woke up today All the times, all the times that I've smiled today Because guilt just ate me off And I no longer feel so stuck And now nothing weighs me down down, down So I'm not looking back I'm not looking back Goosebumps, man. Fucking goosebumps. Goosebumps. Wow. Oh, mate. Thank yeah. you so much. I actually wow. messed up one of the words. That's all right. <laughs> no one knows. <laughs> it's your song. <laughs> wow. Fraser, thank you. Thank you so much for that. Thank you so much for, for everything you've shared. You've shared tonight. I'm glad we've been able to make this happen. Um, yeah. On the music front, where can people find you online? You've got your own podcast as well. Tell people. Yes, I'm starting, I'm starting that up again. Mm. Um, 
Oh, my computer just opened up Word. No, thank you. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I, I've got some stuff on Spotify. It's quite old now mm. out there. Um, but yeah, kind of mostly kind of I use all, all, all social media platforms, um, as is the, the podcast, the Fraser Morgan podcast, um, <clears throat> where I just I chat shit and I talk about mental health. And, mm. and I was actually going to do a podcast on... Um, on, on Ireland and kind mm. of generational trauma and stuff and I did one on Black Lives Matter I uh, did one on male body image because mm. it's not really covered wow. and yeah. I, got, I got my friend on with me who uh, was bulimic from the age of 12 uh, so that was that was a really interesting one so I do things like that and then but yeah musically it's yeah it's it's Instagram uh, pr- predominantly however there's there's Facebook and there's, there's yeah. Twitter and, and the Instagram is Fraser Morgan UK F-R-A-S-E-R-M-O-R-G and UK that is indeed that is me but no it's been a I've, I, I've I, I'm 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 gobsmacked that I'm on the show to be honest <laughs> because you know what I I used to use the show as a I didn't realize how lonely it was towards the end in, in Ireland you know because yeah. you know you move over you you move you move country for someone and during a lockdown things dismantle and uh, and things and obviously you <clears throat> when when you lose a relationship you don't just use the lose a relationship you lose the that you lose the family mm. you you kind of to a degree lose the friends no people have to take a step back up yeah but in my situation where I've just moved to the country and I haven't had a chance to make new friends it hit home and so when I found this uh this podcast of of single in lockdown or becoming single in lockdown mm. something like that uh it became a uh, I'd, I'd find myself getting lonely and I'd put this on and and I'd feel part of a and you know what's really funny a couple of years ago uh, my friends would be like oh you listen to podcasts I'm like fuck off I'm not listening to podcasts podcast, shit why, <laughs> like, why you listen to them you feel a bit less lonely I'm like ah oh, you you silly bitch no yeah. <laughs> turns out I end up making my own one then I'm actually in love with them now yeah, right yeah. Uh, but it, yeah it, it was something I would listen to when I was walking loads when I was jogging loads um so the fact that I'm 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 on is I'm absolutely gobsmacked, and I was I was so taken back. I remember you, when I got the first message of yeah, well we'll we'll, we'll have you on. I remember being like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was absolutely I was absolutely over the moon. So that was straight talking. I don't know what uh, me and Fraser went off on many tangents there and it was a hugely interesting talk I'm sure I'll find some theme or something to come up with it but in the meantime that was straight talking to Fraser Morgan around mental health and his experience of therapy and his his music and our first ever musical guest it was such a huge uh, huge goosebump song for me when I first heard it and I was delighted to hear him sing that live for us and that was live he was doing it sitting there in front of me and I still had goosebumps which felt very weird if you want to get in touch with us if you want to share your story the way Fraser did as a fan of the show or if you want any topics that you'd like covered anything we can look at or bring some more insight and information to people do get in touch if you want to get in touch with us you can reach out on all of the social media we're on Twitter str 8 number eight talking pod we're on facebook we're on instagram just look for us you'll find us uh if you like what you heard it would really really and i can't stress this enough it would really give us a huge dig out if you could give a share if you could give a like a retweet anything like that on social media if you're listening on itunes or on apple you have the 
ability to leave a five star review if you believe that the episode is worthy of five stars please leave please hit that five star button leave a review if you, if you can trust me it makes a huge difference because you know yourself when you go looking for something you go looking at the reviews and you go oh this seems to have good reviews maybe i'll check this out so if you could do that for us i guarantee you it's going to be a huge help to us a big shout out to Fiona Bryan for the podcast music he didn't do the sample the gangstar the mind is a terrible thing to waste that was P but he did the beats around that and he is an amazing producer and beat maker you can catch him on Facebook at FOB Beats whether you're a singer a rapper whatever he's going to hook you up he's got the tunes he's got the beats and a huge shout out to Aideen at Digital Design Lab who gave us a dig out with the social media stuff in the past that's it for most folks we're going to leave the last word with Fraser it's going to be a long last word but I'm going to do it as best I can to succinctly sum it up at the end Look after yourself, folks, and look after each other. Normally, you know, you know what happens at the end of the podcast. I give some sort of Peter would have asked me for some inspirational quote or words of wisdom or something like that. I feel a bit bad. You've already given us a song, but <laughs> I think I think you've given us enough in that. But is there anything, anything oh, life advice you would offer or words of wisdom you've learned or That's something so you've taken away from life that. so far? Yeah, so funny you do it because I actually used to do that with my work podcast mm. um, all the time. Um, crikey, oh, that's a big question for someone who can talk a lot. So <laughs> be careful, be careful yeah. of that. Um, life advice. Um, there's, uh, I, I'd, lo- I'd like to reiterate the pursuing happiness as a, as a, a try and pursue it as a mindset mm. rather than uh, an, an emotion. I think is is a big one. But for me personally. What would it be? Um, oh, that's very that's very good question now, Alan. Because my brain right now is firing with every bit of advice mm. in my mind, and it's just trying to pick pick the one. Um, <clears throat> I tell you what, for for anyone who's struggling out there, is that the big thing is like it's listening to these podcasts is helpful right because you hear people's stories you go you know what thank god Mm. uh my advice to anyone who's listening is no matter how alone you feel you're not alone alone there Mm. is always someone out there who will listen to you um including myself i mean i i say to people you know if you feel lonely you give me a message and things because i get it like i've just come out of the loneliest place in my life to like I've come, I've come from literally the worst place to here. I'd say you want to come out as a survivor. Don't don't go down as a victim. Mm-hmm. Is what I like. You you don't you don't realise how much strength there is in the human body, and we are capable of adapting and, and, and growing. That's what we're built for. That's how we've got here in the first place. Um, believe in yourself. Believe in the believe in your strength, and you know stick around because mm. you're not a burden if if someone is feeling like a burden to someone you're not a burden stick around life's actually a lot more beautiful than you think i mean i used to despise it now i'm not even joking i <clears throat> i struggle to go to sleep because i'm excited to wake up uh but i had to it took me years to get to that place you know i came from a very difficult upbringing like it wasn't just overnight and i was like oh i'm happy now yeah you, you do have to work at it you do mm. uh is it scary <laughs> fucking <laughs> petrifying <laughs> it's petrifying right mm. especially you're in a really really bad place like as i said i was ex- ex- existentially lonely mm. you know and I didn't know what to do. Now, fortunately for me, I was, was it suicidal, but I 
it's, it was hard and believe in your strength and I would say see with me a lot of people say everything happens for a reason to me I call bullshit mm-hmm. and I say no I'd for me my outlook on it is no everything happens but you better ask you find some meaning in it yeah like you find a mean take because to me when people say everything happens for a reason I'm like that's that's taken the power out of your hands mm. but put yourself in control in this situation something happens to you find meaning in it do something with it you know um, so if I could sum that all up make meaning in your own life yeah find your meaning uh, yeah. and you know the, we could always find a person in something uh, but yeah it's just yeah uh, <laughs> I think I think I think I've said it you're just yeah, yeah you're, you're not a burden you're, you're better than you think you are and my biggest my biggest thing by the way if if we could end on something would be um, love I know it sounds cliche now you've got to love yourself yeah. you you really like love yourself like you're another person treat yourself like you're someone else uh, because we're not very good at loving ourselves as humans it's difficult mm. we can't take our own advice um, but give, give yourself the space and understanding that you would give someone else and you know give yourself that love and that attention and and talk to yourself nicely you know it's hard because we all have a voice in our head and it says that's a shit idea or I ah, don't do that <laughs> or ah, you look like a bit of a nugget yeah. in that jacket or whatever yeah. like that you know speak to yourself with with love and poverty because you deserve it you deserve it everyone deserves it no matter what bad things we have done in our life everyone deserves a shot of redemption and it's never too late to make any changes that you feel you might need to make mm. and I'd say don't let the shame and the guilt bring you down uh, if you do suffer from it because I did and it held me back that's mm. what the song Not Looking that's Back is about song. you know yeah. it held me back it was like a weight on my ankles and I was struggling to walk um, it was dragging me around I was dragging it around the minute I went cut it off mm. I was like I, I, I flew I grew I, I grew so much and that's that's how I got to where I am as well is if I if, if you want to grow you've got to cut some pieces off there was a mm. Tom Hardy I'm, I'm rambling a bit now but to, there was a uh, Tom Hardy did an interview with Charles Bronson or no he did an interview about his uh, his role in the Bronson mm-hmm. film and uh, he he, he talks about how he went to Tom, uh, went to Bronson and he was having a really hard day. Bronson was like, Tom, did you hear about that kid who got stuck in a drain? Uh, and this is when the tsunamis and things were going on, I think, in Asia. And he said, right, yeah, I know what you're on about. And he goes, you know what I would have said to them, Tom? I would have told them to cut my fucking leg off. Right? <laughs> he said, you know, in life, sometimes you've got to cut pieces of yourself off in order to grow. Right, Tom. Does that make sense? He goes, "Oh, fucking me!" Like, yeah, it does, Charles. And then Charles goes on to say, "So, anyway, what do you have for dinner?" But it's true. And some of those things you've got to cut off are big time. Is the shame and guilt? Don't let it weigh you down. It's it's not worth your time and energy. You're worth your time and energy. Spend it right. Spend it wisely. So to sum all of that up, that one piece of advice. We normally look for a catchy little motto or little (laughs) Uh, (laughs) quote. So stick around. Stick around. Find happiness within. Find, happiness. Find meaning in your own life. Yeah. And let go of shame. Shame and guilt. They'll, Cause they'll kill you. Don't let it. Cool. <laughs> it'll, it'll kill you inside. Dream talk. Mental health. Dream talk. Mental health.